The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are The Bostonian versus The Book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus The Book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian, live on our YouTube channel at Boston versus the book. There you go for our live chat, which is always very interactive and fun. You can vote on all the polls that Dave will ask you about. He says, hey, what do you think about this? You guys can interact and vote there at Boston versus the book. Twitter as well. Live streaming there, replayed on Sirius XM, channel 159, and on Sports Grid Television, not once but twice yesterday, Dave. We were on that channel. It was fun to see us twice yesterday. <laughs> two guests, speaking of two Two people on the show here for today. How are you on this Wednesday? Good. Yeah. <clears throat> Big sports grid party, holiday party. They put us on on the screens in the bar. We were on all over. Uh, that was good. Thank you uh, to those guys for doing that. Um, good. Did a sleep study last night. Slept with that big machine and um, told me it would be great. Like, you know, you're going to feel great when you wake up. You're going to sleep better. I slept the same. I had that mask on. I heard that noise and I fell asleep to the show. So that was <laughs> woke up. The phone was off to the side. I was watching and listening to us, which I guess people do. Mm. Thank you guys for doing that. Hit the like mm. button, hit the subscribe button. As always, who put this rundown together? How, how did the Boston guy and the, and the Patriots guy and stuff, how, how did this, this get in there? today like this is is a big story this is the biggest story in sports today biggest story in sports today yeah this is the biggest story in sports today 100 all right this is the biggest story in sports today the biggest story in sports yes not the creighton basketball game at unlv which we'll be at later by the way correct not not draymond like bam whap at somebody I mean, Dalton Johnson's coming on from Embassy Sports Bay Area to discuss that. The Clay Thompson story is pretty big about his contract situation with the Warriors and the future for the big three. So, yes, that's a big story today that we'll get to that we are covering. But Fitzy is coming on from WEI in Boston, someone who I've been speaking to about Patriots football for 20 years. <laughs> Guy who I last saw here when the Can Patriots I ask him played. about the tuck rule? Sure. He'll tell you everything. I mean, I, I will, I will sit back and kick my heels up and watch you interview him on that. Let's go. You think I'm bad. Fitzy works for the Patriots. Look out. <laughs> like he's <laughs> Fitzy will. You think I got stuff to say, Oh my, he will be all in. So he works for WEI, but he also does stuff for the Patriots. He does all the roadshow stuff. Uh, and a guy who look, I I have that. We talk about his beer line. He's got a beer line coming up. I think it's a Belichick inspired beer line. I can't remember the name of it. He he does, but he's got a lot of connections to the Patriots. And this okay. is a this is a big big story for him. It's a big deal for a lot of people because I, I mean, if this is the end for Bill, like NBC Sports is reporting that after the loss in Germany, 
the Patriots made the decision that this would be the last year for Bill Belichick as the head coach of the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Is he coaching next year somewhere else? I don't know. You guys keep telling me he is. I, 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 why would he, unless he really wants to coach or get this record or whatever, but like, where's he going to go? Multiple places, multiple jobs, multiple jobs. The chargers keep on coming up. I mean, that's the job that everybody keeps on bringing up that they're going to fire Brandon Staley and that he will be Belichick will be in LA with the chargers. The problem is the contract that the chargers will have to absorb. They haven't spent like that on a head coach ever. So I don't know if Spanos will do that, but the problem is, and not to get too far inside school here, but Dean Spanos is basically the lap dog for Robert Kraft. So if you go to these meetings, you talk to the reporters who are at the owners meetings, like Robert Kraft walks around like Jerry Jones. Those are the two big kingpins in the NFL. Okay. What they say go. And Dean Spanos is like the little dog following the bulldog in the cartoon. And that he follows around Belichick anywhere Belichick goes, Dean Spanos goes, and he wants to do anything that Bill or anything that, uh, that Robert Kraft, Kraft asks he'll yeah, do. He said Belichick, yeah. So, well, the question would be, is that the deal that Belichick, that it's basically Robert Kraft orchestrates this and says, Hey, it didn't work here, but I found your next gig. You're going to go to the AFC. You're going to go out West. You got a quarterback. We love you. We wish you the best. We will honor the hell out of you. We'll build a statue. We'll name the field after you. All that's going to happen. But in order for it to end on somewhat of a non-acrimonious relationship, we're going to put you in the Chargers spot and you can go coach them. Well, people are following in right now. We, we, we've got the under and the ish time. So people are like <laughs> right. not uh-huh. used to. Yeah. Whoa. Now <laughs> right. Hey, uh-huh. you guys already started. Yeah, yeah, we already started. Put this one in the first uh the po- first poll. Is Belichick done coaching? Yes or no? Oh, that's a resounding no. So resounding no? Yeah. <laughs> it's not even I don't it's not think even. it's that clear. Oh, I think it's a hundred percent he's coaching next year. He wants the record. He wants to pass Don Shula. I mean, he looked pretty comfortable on a set of game day. I mean, he put him right in a booth. He did. Right no, on, you right could. I mean, look, no Bill sweat, Parcells, Bill know? Parcells, his mentor, became a very popular guy. Rex Ryan, a guy who competed with Belichick, has been a very successful guy on the broadcast stage. Brady will be there eventually. Gronk has become Fox's biggest star. So, Yes, I, I do think Belichick one day will be in broadcasting in some form or fashion, but I don't think it's next year. I don't think until he wants to be known as the, the NFL's all-time winningest head coach. <clears throat> and I think he will do it. It'll you take better three years. Good team. Well, the Chargers are a good team, right? The Chargers. Say Chargers, that again. What? The Chargers on paper are a good team. On paper, you don't win games on paper. Right, but Belichick could go there and do a lot more than Brandon Staley has done. He's got tremendous defensive talent. He's got an unbelievable quarterback. He'll have Mike Williams back with Keenan Allen, both being healthy. He'll have a running back he can go to. Needs help on the offensive line. Needs help in the secondary, but he's got a phenomenal you know, safety to go and play with. I mean, the Chargers have all the pieces you need to win the whole damn thing. Wow. This is This is Brady walking into Tampa Bay. Whoa. I think the Chargers can win it all next year at Belichick. 
as the coach there. And I have to have you pee in a cup. No, I'm I, Khalil Mack is having an all time season for his, for his career, not all time, but having it in his best career, uh, best year of his, of his career, arguably this season for that defense, for the chargers. You got Derwin James, who's an unbelievable safety, who's been somewhat underutilized. He gets hurt all the time, so it's difficult. And yes, the Chargers need to stay healthy, and that would be a huge thing if the, the Belichick goes there and all of a sudden they would stay healthy. But they got everything you need, and the Chargers are in a division that is starting to go the other direction. Chiefs are coming what back to the earth. Not the Chargers. What? What if it's not the Chargers? He's going to go to the Bears? Well, that no. I, I, th- I think the other landing spot and i think it would be a mistake is i think that david tepper will give him the keys to the entire franchise for the panthers Wait, there's no way he's going there i don't want i wouldn't say there's no way he, he would how want, in the hell is he going to turn that around maybe he wants to maybe he wants to prove he can do it maybe he wants to show everybody he can go there and win a playoff game in charlotte and and and, and take bryce young and correct his mistakes and whatever may happen take that defense which is pretty good and make it great that's, I mean, those are the two most likely landing spots because I don't think the Bears, I mean, Eberflus might keep his job. I mean, the Bears are playing pretty well right now and he just won back-to-back games for the first time in his career. It looks like they're going to keep Justin Fields. So it wouldn't shock me if the Bears just run it back and say, okay, let's give Eberflus one more year to see if we can do something special here. But if they do make a change in Chicago, it's it's horrible, is it not? I mean, it's Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. I I don't think it's a done deal that he's going to coach somewhere else. It it happens, I guess, but at some point, I don't know. Uh, Just, you know, if the pieces aren't in place or he doesn't feel like it, he got to be close to winning. He's not going four and uh, 11, 12, 4 and 13. Would he come here? Taking another team and going four and 13. Would he come here? Vegas? Mm-hmm. I don't know if Bill's a Vegas guy. Well, I mean, they got a lot of Patriots. Maybe. A lot, they- Patriots. a lot of Patriots are here. Can't happen. How, how could this happen? We get a show. We call well, Boston. <laughs> we, we are in Vegas. Both of us are in Vegas. Both Matt and I live in Vegas. Matt's been here a little bit less than a decade. I've been here, too. We get a team the Raiders to move here and Bill Belichick leaves New England <laughs> to come be the coach here. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm in, I mean, it would, make I know you're of, in, it would make a lot of sense. I mean, it would make a lot of sense for Mark Davis to do that and give him complete control. Cause Mark Davis is the most non meddling owner really that there is in the NFL. He just right. hands keys over. I just think does the fan base revolt because you did Josh McDaniels? <laughs> now you're going to replace him with another Patriot. It's still with the Raider logo on it, like on the on the hoodie. Oh, it, it fits. Imagine? I mean, the grumpiness it fits. Oh my gosh, he's so grumpy. I mean, it, it works. I just there's no quarterback here. There's three really good defensive players on the Raiders defense, but that's it. And there's nothing else. They got a great running back. You have Devontae Adams, which you could say, all right, Bill did a great job when he had Randy Moss. So maybe there's something there, but he had Brady. Brady's a part owner of the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about unbelievable awkwardness in the in pregame if they really don't get along. But if they do get along and that whole thing is a lie, maybe he would come here. JPC the fourth, Claire Check, big part of the show. Thank you for being here, Joe. Just came in the chat, and you guys come in the chat. 
If you're watching the show live, come in the YouTube channel, get in the chat. He didn't even leave this as a super chat, which you guys can do that as well. But he just said, I'm shook. Maybe Bill goes to Pittsburgh. No. What? No. Clear trick. No, the Rooney's want long-term. There's no way. And the Rooney's want, they want long-term stability. Belichick is a stopgap. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. No, there's no way. I would take Tomlin in New England in two seconds. But that ain't going to happen, unfortunately, because if you believe the reports that have come out of New England. Was it called Freaky Friday where they changed places and (laughs) changed bodies? Like, what? Tomlin in New England? Yeah, no, it it it, it looks like what? it's gonna be it's gonna be Gerard Mayo. Uh today Belichick was asked about the job. NBC Sports Boston reporting that Mayo is most likely taking over for Belichick. Most likely outcome is Gerard Mayo, the former Patriot linebacker who has been on the team on the staff for many years, will be the next head coach of the Patriots. But he was asked today point blank about Robert Kraft will not ask you to be back next year. Belichick replied, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to Kansas city. That is the new, you know, from over on to Cleveland down to I'm on Cincinnati. Sorry. Thank you. Not Cleveland, Cincinnati. We're on to, we're on to <laughs> the Casey chiefs. And I, I, this is going to be a really interesting week for the Patriots. Okay. Because here come the chiefs coming into town. Taylor Swift is going, if, if she's not in the stands, I will be stunned because Gillette's the first stadium she ever sold out. Gillette is the site of her favorite live show ever. I was at that concert and she's been at every game. Basically she can be at, and there's no concert for her right now. So she's going to be in the, in a, in a suite most likely. And like, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've already heard from people in new England who have been like, my daughter wants to go to the game this weekend. Like, can I get, how, oh, do, how do I get tickets? Oh yeah. They want to be there. Cause Taylor's going to be there. Yes. So her most rabid fan base is new England. There is like Swifties in New England or like that's where she is in that pocket of New York, Pennsylvania, New New Hampshire. That whole pocket is where she's the most crazy for fan bases. So, yes, she will be there, which will distract no, from the Belichick. New York, Pennsylvania and New Hampshire in the same no, New, England. New England. That's a whole big, that's no, the whole Northeast. So no, now Pennsylvania's in the Northeast or Mid-Atlantic. Look here, frozen. You're frozen. Look at that. He's frozen. She snap your fingers. There she's you go. from she's from Pennsylvania. So, yes, she is. Yes. So being from Pennsylvania, that's why I, I lumped that in there because when she okay. was to Philadelphia, there were ten thousand fans outside of the link when she played in Philly. Yeah, outside, not inside, outside. <laughs> just yes. listening. She listen, listening. Yes. Okay, so that's hometown. Yeah, so that's Gillette. Yes. And, and Gillette was the first stadium she ever sold out. She became the first woman ever to sell it out. She's done it multiple wow. times. So. Gillette's a very special place to her. So she is going there. No questions asked. She'll be there. So that's going to distract from the Belichick story for at least that Sunday. If the Patriots beat the Chiefs, <laughs> this is going to be all sorts of awkward. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not predict, predicting it. Okay. Just saying that Belichick had a big smile on his face. And when Bill has a big smile on his face and he feels good about games or he gets a monkey off his back and he feels more confident and cocky, uh-huh. it, it's normally he knows something. <laughs> <laughs> and he oh, might wow. know something really? about this week and watch them get their doors blown off, but they're playing with house money. And maybe the report about the Patriots replacing him will make that locker room play hard for him and not have to worry. You know, we'll have that. We'll have that, like that burden of, if you don't play better bills out, well, bills out, send the guy off 
with a win, send the guy off into, you know, some type of ordeal. They're not beating the chiefs this week, please. Probably not. No, but I've seen it before. And if this game is 13, 10, look out. And it could be. Chiefs offense. Yeah, I guess under could. Uh, Chiefs offense is not good. Right. Patriots know how to shut down tight ends. Belichick mm. has had success against Mahomes, both in Arrowhead and Gillette. And Bailey Zappi played really well last week. Now I don't know if he does it again. He could take a huge step backwards, and maybe that was the a product of the Steelers defense versus the Patriots offense. But they've had a mini buy. I mean, this has been you know they right. they've had extra time to prepare for the Chiefs to get ready for Mahomes and get ready for what this offense is doing. And they're off back-to-back wins. The big thing I'm wondering about, and this is a little bit TMZ is, but it's, it's a, I think it factors into the game. There was a report that came out yesterday from like multiple media sources, New York magazine, New York post okay. that there's a big party t- today is Taylor Swift's birthday. There's a big party that Travis Kelsey is planning for Taylor Swift tonight in New York. Really? Yeah. If he shows up at the party tonight, that will be fascinating to see how KC and NFL media will handle that story because it's a game week. They've lost two in a row and three of four. They're on right. the road at Belichick, which you better have all your P's and Q's together again to go up against a Belichick defense. Patriots defense has been the best in football over the last month. Okay. And you show up at a party for your girlfriend in New York and you're supposed to be in KC at practice on Thursday. <laughs> It could get interesting. Just go to the party and then go home. No, of course. Yes. But that's taxing. That's not like simple to do that. It's a two and a half hour flight. Got to get there, go to the party. If you stay for a couple of hours, whatever it might be, turn around, fly back. (laughs) And then they turn around and lose. If they were to lose to the Patriots with Kelsey doing that, as somebody said to me last night, like this is shaping up to be like a 30 for 30 type season, like the oh, fall of the chiefs. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it, it. all I'm saying is watch for this tonight. If Kelsey oh, yeah, shows yeah. up, if there is a party, which there might not be, I, I don't think there actually is a party personally. I don't think he would do that, but it's <laughs> as he said, on his podcast today, as, uh, as, the as he said on his podcast on his own podcast with his brother about the Taylor Swift relationship, somebody told him, "You better not fuck this up." Okay, oh, right. <laughs> oh, he's got that in his brain. <laughs> he's dating the biggest pop star in the world. It's her birthday. You better show out. And the report was, "Money is no object for this party." Of course not. If he shows up. Let's see. I'll be very curious because that has a whole new wrinkle to the chief drama and chief fans going to be going, Oh my God, this woman's going to be Yoko. Ono. She's going to destroy our team. (laughs) So just saying on that, but back to Belichick for a second, 24 year, 24 years, longest tenured NFL head coach. Yep. Second wins all time. He won six rings. Like it's time. It's just time. This is, this is like, I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I will always be thankful. I will always be appreciative of everything that happened. If the Patriots never win a championship again in my life, I'll be the old guy at 80 years old telling my grandkids about what happened. Yeah. About, about the Patriot dynasty. And I'm and talking like, about the rings and yeah, all that other stuff. We'll be the Cowboys. I mean, we're yeah, the Cowboys. We the Patriots yeah. are going to be the Cowboys. Last championship, 1996. 
that's our future in new England. I'm okay with it. I'm completely fine. I am. I am. Everything that has been won in Boston for 20 years will never be duplicated by any city ever again. And never in my lifetime. And I'm perfectly comfortable with it and going, you know what? That was a run that you will never top. No one can ever top that with having all four teams be as dominant as they were <laughs> over 20 years. Um, we got a, about an 80-20 split with the vote where he, Belichick is definitely not done coaching as the 80%. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people asking in the chat. Again, thank you guys for being here. Who the hell is Yoko Ono? No. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows who Yoko Ono is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old. So, yeah. You're officially old. <laughs> Making a reference to someone who you don't know who Yoko Six I mean, people in the chat know who Yoko Ono is. Yeah. So the, it, it's a great argument to have because I've said it before that I think Taylor Swift is bigger than the Beatles. And people get very shook when How I say that. How can you say that now? Because you look at all the metrics and she's the passed Beatles them. Beatles is 50 years. She's passed them in every metric. I mean, she's she just became the most searched athlete. She became the most searched musician artist on Google last week ever. She, no, nobody has been searched more than Taylor Swift. She's passing every on record. On Google. On the biggest search engine we've ever seen as human right. beings. Yes. Okay. So it just bigger. sounded weird the way you say it. Yeah. On Google. She's been. Right. You said like searched, like what? Pat yeah. her down, all of those. No, <laughs> like Please. on Not Google, searching, yeah. search engine. She's all the sales, all the records, everything else. It's just, you know, and I don't blame, again, if if this is it for Travis Kelsey and he wants to move on to another something else and he wants to go and retire and go do like what Gronk is doing, why not? Look at Gronk's life right now. Gronk's life is phenomenal. He's everywhere. And Kelsey would be the next version of that. They would put him everywhere. If he wanted to be in broadcasting, Kelsey would be everywhere. Yeah. He already is. Kind of. Right. Right. But he'd be like, he'd have multiple job offers. He'd have Tony Romo type money waiting for him. Mm. Networks would be salivating to Amazon would be going crazy to put Travis Kelsey on. In particular, if he marries Taylor Swift, it would be just, you know, it's one thing at a time. I'm, I'm just saying that, but that's where if you're, the Chiefs, that's where you have to be going. All right, what's the next step if Travis does walk away? Like, if this is it, what what right. do we do? Like, what, right. what are we prepared to do? Because we know that, you know, Mahomes isn't going anywhere. So <laughs> he, he can play for 13, 14 more years. Tight ends are different. But the Patriots went through different iterations. Gronk was at the tail end of, Bell, of Brady's career, not the beginning. So there really wasn't anybody. Brady never had a weapon in the beginning part, the first dynasty, not the second. <clears throat> in the first dynasty, Brady never had that like go-to weapon. He had, you know, Wes Welker, but he didn't, he had multiple guys. And then they went and drafted Aaron Hernandez and they drafted Gronkowski and they decided to change things up dramatically. Right. In the later part of 2000 or to nine, 10 in that era. And that restarted everything up again. It was a whole new dynasty that came back for the second time around. So like that would mean that here comes the second part of the Kels of, of the Mahomes dynasty or the Mahomes career with Kansas City. Cause I don't think Andy Reid's going anywhere for a long time. And I don't think Mahomes is going anywhere for a long time. But the pass catchers, you know, you get your ass kicked, get beat up. So they obviously, just, they just asked Bill, I just peeked over this TV. Will you be back next year? I'm on to Kansas City. I'm on to Kansas. <laughs> you know, didn't want to talk about it. And I, I, I get why. But as a Steeler fan who hated him 
Can you appreciate the career? Oh, for sure. Always did. Always did. Trying to keep all those pieces together and then changing the pieces and his ability to reinvent the team week to week, you know, just as somebody who sat in the book and watched people bet them over and over and over and over and then cover and win and cover and win and win a division every year, make a season win with 16 games, was 12. Didn't matter. They had him and they had Brady. Who's else is playing? It doesn't matter. It was the no- same number every year. And it was a matter whether they pushed or went 13 and three. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I just want to see him go out on his terms, fair. whatever the terms are. Like, fair. He's not going out on his terms. That's why he's going to coach again. He's being forced out. He signed an extension with the Patriots in the offseason. Right. So he's being forced out. He's not being, this is not his doing. This is not his choice. This is somewhat similar to Brady in some ways. You know, Belichick forced Brady out. And now Kraft is forcing Belichick out. But They're this is force you out off the show if you made mention of the Beatles and, and Taylor Swift. They're wrong. Yeah, I'm looking at the chat. You guys are dead wrong. You think the cultural? You think that the Beatles had a bigger cultural impact than Taylor? They didn't had? get searched as much because there was no computers searching. Uh, okay, you can take any, you make every excuse. This is what I'm talking about. People get shook when I say this, and I and I, you can look at the numbers, and the numbers are <laughs> Taylor changed genres. You're right. Taylor changed genres. Literally, she changed country music. She changed pop music. She changed. She went and did music with three of the biggest dad rock stars in the world and put them and made the album of the year by doing it. Beatles never did that. Okay. Individually. Now people get lost with the Beatles because you think about Paul McCartney after the Beatles, speak about John Lennon after the Beatles, talk about the Beatles as the unit, not individually what they did after the fact talking about as the Beatles existed as a unit, people get all shook about this. It's a great argument. I love it. They don't get all like they get all twisted and you're like, cause I'm supposed to think like them cause I'm part of that generation. And I can say, sorry, you're just not, this is not right. <laughs> He's right. Like, what Taylor has done. Look at the numbers she's putting up, but I'll be very curious to see, like, I don't, did you see the video of Bailey Zappi in the, in the locker room when he came in and, ran at Bill O'Brien and then Bill came in. No, he, he went like, he, it was like dad walking into a party. <laughs> like it was Zappy was jumping up and down and he was hugging Bill O'Brien. He, and then Bill walked up and he literally went white face and ran over to him and shook his hand. Really? <laughs> like total, like I, I, I almost like apologetic about being too over the, over the top about a win. And I just, I just wonder how much of the generational difference in today's football, how much do these guys want to be let on, let to be themselves? They're tired of walking around eggshells. They're tired of having to kind of bow down and curtsy. Yeah, to the I game. mean that's probably true too. But do they want to just three go and ten? But I mean, like, no, I mean, did, no argument. did that lead to three and ten? Though is what I mean. Like, did that contribute no. to part of the problems? And will Mayo like what happened with the Raiders when Antonio Pierce came in and they got rid of McDaniel's? Like, I'm not saying the Patriots turn the corner and do anything special this year. I'm just saying for next year, is the culture change going to be dramatic in New England? And will that unleash some of these players? The guy it was for Pierce. Pierce, Belichick? Pierce has changed the, the culture. Tremend- I mean, and, and with the Raiders, it was about like, you know. They got shut out at home, 3 nothing. They did, but the defensively, they played pretty well. And Pierce is a yeah. defensive guy. Their yeah. offense is a mess. And they may play Jimmy Garoppolo Thursday, which is the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. 
If he gets hurt, they owe him eleven million dollars. You can't play Garoppolo. They're they're in the hunt. I mean, you can't play Garoppolo. I mean, you they're just in the hunt. It's eleven million dollars. I mean, and you can't play. It's not Lion your money. Hunter. It's Let not my. Him. It's not my money, but this team is not as wealthy as other teams. The most valuable thing that what? the Raiders owner has is the Raiders. <laughs> like it's, it's probably to pay him $11 million for nothing is not really smart for this franchise. Cause you're mean? paying Jimmy G might be ready. Come back, get the win. Here we go. You're paying four coaches next year. That's four. crazy. <laughs> you're paying four coaches <laughs> next year. Okay. Four head coaches will be under salary for the Raiders. The so you really can't, you really can't give the quarterback $11 million for oh nothing to sit on the sidelines. Cause that's what you're going to do. If Garoppolo gets hurt, you owe him 11 million. You can't play Brian Hoyer because he was horrific. He's done. And look, AOC is, he ain't the guy. You're better off tanking for the year and getting into the draft and trying to draft your next quarterback. If you're the Raiders, man, like it doesn't make, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but uh, okay. So we will get to Fitzy coming up here in about 30 minutes. And after that, we'll get to Dalton Johnson from the Bay area, NBC sports Bay area uh, to come on in. So let's talk a little bit about what happened last night. There's a lot of things that went on, including me getting destroyed last night destroyed pummeled maybe my worst night ever betting really i don't think i've gone one and eight i can't i've been racking my brain trying to figure out when did i go one and eight betting and it's i i've had bad nights before i've gone one and four one and five i've had bad nights like that before but i can't remember a time where i spent as much time as i did (laughs) researching and prepping and liking my bets as much as i did yeah the celtics started the night off and i went "Uh uh-oh did you see how i missed that first half over <clears throat> I went and read the uh, the play by play because Jules was on over first half. Um, Edlow, um, someone else in the content space. What number did he lay? Fifty nine and a half. Yeah. Okay. So just just like me. Yeah. Over fifty nine and a half by the hook with multiple no. shots and a dunk. Missed a dunk. KP missed a dunk. <laughs> Perzingis missed a dunk. I think it just said missed layup on the thing. He missed a dunk. A I dunk. mean, we missed two shots open like and a dunk. dunk, three shot attempts, two possessions under 59 and a half. Yeah. And I went, oh no, it might be that kind of night. And then the second bet. Nashville scores in the first five minutes. Bang, one nothing. I'm like, okay, I'm on the first period over. The Flyers had 14 shots on goal in the first period. And three power plays. Three power plays in the first period. Three power plays. No goals. (laughs) One nothing. I went... I can't handicap that any better. Like I can't, I can't, right. I right. can't, everything yeah. went the way the game was supposed to go. Yes. No goal. No goal. No goal. Game doesn't get, game doesn't go. Bye-bye. Sure Dead. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Done, done, done. Once everyone got put back in for the Suns and the, Ma- or the, the, the uh, Lakers and the Mavericks, once Luca got cleared and everything else, because Luca, it, people were betting against it. Like Luca wasn't going to play. Once he got put in, the number closed at two thirty-five and a half, which is what I laid. Game flew over, so that yeah. was a bad bet. That was dead. But the other hockey plays, I mean, did you see the goal that was let up at within the last three minutes for Winnipeg and San Jose last night? Did not. Fluttering puck, fluttering, 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 hits the glove, 
Ooh. deflection. <laughs> the game was dead under one, nothing dead Ooh. under never should have gone in complete fluke goal. I'm like, I'm literally jumping. I jumped off my couch and screamed the F word as loud as I could. When I went in, I couldn't believe it. Was the kid home? No, I couldn't okay. believe it. I, I just, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't, I was like, this is crazy. I'm getting every single break that's falling against me. I'm losing every single, I'm on the wrong side of every break, every bad yep. break. I'm on the wrong side of at the moment. It happens. Oh my God. Did it happen? It was, it was brutal. I wore 62 a 62 total goals too, by the way, the, the oh, it went under 62 total. Oh yeah. my goodness. You're kidding me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You had four goals in the first period of one game last night. More games went over than under, but the under games were 2-1. Didn't every game in the first period go over last night? Uh, I'd have to go back and look the first period. Except for the game I bet. Except for the game I bet. Every game went over, except the game I bet, which is I bet one over, and every game but the game I bet went over. Yeah. I I mean, it's just, I I watched... uh, I had the Edmonton Oilers team total at over four and a half. It fell four. Four. Um, I had Vancouver and Calgary. Not Calgary. Tampa. Vancouver and who did Vancouver play? Tampa. Tampa. I had that game over four one. It was six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fell one goal short there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was worried about Demko. That was the bet I was worried about because like if Demko keeps going the way that he's played at home, but he was 0-3 with a high goals against average against Tampa. I was like, all right, Tampa knows something about Demko. Nope, he's still on his head. He was tremendous last night at home. And Vasilevsky, again, on the road, you can bet against Vasilevsky. He's just not that good. So, I mean, the Sharks continue to do what the Sharks are doing. I mean, that was, the, that was the Vegas overtrend. Yeah. That died. That didn't come in last night. I mean, Sharks, this, Sharks at home is a good bet right now. What about the Sharks being seven points away from the playoffs? Right. How about that? Tried like, to bury his team before they went on the road. They went on the road and found themselves, found each other, playing good hockey, losing one goal games or winning games as a dog. Um, the boys in the chat, they're concerned. They they said you might need a slump buster. 100%. They said we're going to the Blue Jay game tonight. Yep. Do you have an I Heart BJ's t-shirt? <laughs> I do not. Oh, we have, we have press passes. I'm not walking into the press room with an, oh. an I heart Blue Jays. Oh. oh, that won't be uh, that won't be received all that well. But just here, just a recap, real quick. We'll go back to the second. But the Sharks' season, so on this road trip, yeah. they lost to the Bruins three nothing. Okay, that was on the puck line. Then they won six three, lost six five, won five four. That's one six metropolitan area, those three games. Yep. One six five. Lost five four. One two one. They have the Coyotes in the Colorado Avalanche coming up. Two more road games. Road games, right? In two games on the on the 15th. Yeah. So they don't play again for a couple of the days. Right. And they play at Arizona and at Colorado. How about that? It is unbelievable. This team somehow is nine, 17, and three. But on the puck line. They go from 0 and 10 on the road to now being a bet on. Yes. For the puck line. <laughs> Brutal. I mean, I stopped betting it about halfway in, going like, okay, this team is on. I mean, <coughs> them, them in the third period. I don't know how I was on the Golden Knights, by the way. 
They've got a, I'd be concerned if I'm the, if I'm a Golden Knights fan. They have a third period problem. They can't close games. Again, last night, up by two goals in the third period, had to go to overtime to win against Calgary. Like you got to close games out, guys. Like you just, you just, I guess, well, I guess they're up by one goal. It was, it was down three, two. They came back, they went up, they gave up the tying goal with, I think, a minute left in the game to go to overtime. And then they scored the game winner 30 seconds into overtime. Right. I but saw that. Their third period against San Jose, third period against Calgary. Yeah, I wouldn't be too excited right now. I'd be a little concerned if I was a fan of the Golden Knights. With them I'll a third period. Watching them a little closer. Uh, I, just, I had intentions of going to that game, and then I got the call. They're like, "Sir, you're coming in for your sleep study test tonight, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, um, yes, yes, oh yeah, I got yeah, you, yeah. I, absolutely, <laughs> I I'll be you. there." Yeah, 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 Thank yeah, you I for calling. You. I was always on my schedule. Yeah, I always do. Yeah, that. yeah I'll be there in totally. an hour. Shoot, totally. I don't know. Do, do you have anything that you've done with Slump Busters? Let's keep it PG, in terms of. Oh, just take a break. Just I can't. It's my job. Well, just minimize the plays then. Yes, that's what that's what you got to do. You got to minimize the plays. Um, Maybe do less reading. (laughs) You know? No, I liked every bet I made last night. I I I liked them all. I liked every bet. I thought I was going to go two and three. I thought three and two at worst. So I go three and two at worst. I was like, I was like, I liked. And and that could have been, a, I mean, if things went the other way, it could have been a monster night. But instead, it was right. a 0 and 5 on the juice. I wore a bag on my head last night for the oh, video. Nice. <laughs> so, just to give everybody the, the satisfaction of going ahead and taking shots at me, I just, I, I did it for them. I wore a bag on my head that said the worst. What was the, the one and eight thing you tweeted? I That's my own. Two. That was me. That was everything I bet. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, the I juice plays were 0 and 5. That was the official juice plays were 0 and 5. I, I bet 1 and 8 personally because the Celtics bet wasn't a t- wasn't a, a juice play. That was a my play. Edmonton team total wasn't a juice play. It was my play. Gotcha. I bet the over live with the Lakers and the Mavs. I bet the over live to get out of that bet because I saw that and I was like, okay, I'm in trouble. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm in trouble. I got a punt out of that bet. I don't know if that's like that needs to be you know, somebody's going to file a suspicious activity report on us. Like he's not playing. He's not playing. He's not playing bet under, 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 under drive it all the way down. And then whoop, he's playing. Let's play this thing over. It, it was the under was never the right side of that game. No, so, not even close. Know. And I knew early, I was like, right. Oh, I'm in trouble. Just the pace. It was way too, I mean, the Mavericks, I knew going into the game, the Mavericks had been on the last four games at home prior to last night, the Mavericks have been an over team. They're 16 and five. I think they're number three or four in the NBA to overs. They don't play defense, but I thought the Lakers would slow things down. I thought they'd be tired and say, all right, we're not going to run with these guys. We're going to slow it down. We don't need to run. And they did. They ran right away. I was like, oh no, they're running with them. And they lost the game by doing it. I mean, they right. got into a high scoring game and they lost. So is LeBron going to play tonight? We'll get to that later. I doubt he oh. is because they're really small. They're two and a half point favorites against the Spurs. Everyone's like, why are the Lakers playing two and a half point favorites of the Spurs? I'm like, because LeBron's not playing. Like they said it in the post game last night. We'll evaluate LeBron. He'll be a game time decision. He ain't playing. He ain't playing. <laughs> like he ain't playing. So no, no, for, for me, I, what would I, I mean, there's not really a slump buster as much as it just is the variance of betting. And when you hit this hot streaks always tend to come off after this stuff like this things, the coin always tends to turn. Mm. You just have to survive with the bankroll. And it, you know, for me, this is why I, I was blessed early in this to know about bankroll management 
to always prepare for this. Yep. I don't, I don't bet heavy. I don't bet a hundred dollars a game. It's not what I do. Okay. I'm not somebody who's throwing around a grand a night. And all of a sudden you go through 0 and 5 and you're in this massive hole. Just it's just <laughs> right. not what I do. Okay. I prepare for this day. Like I know this day is coming at some point. So when it happens, it's all right. I'm 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 in a hole. Let's just dig myself out of it. But I'm not gonna have anything affect my life. Right. And people like Laura last night, like you're so honest. You're so honest about all of this stuff. And like, one, I don't know how to be any other way. But two, I think it's important for the content space people to be honest about this stuff. And to talk about what this is like and what happens and not run away from if you have a bad week, a bad month, whatever it might be, and just pretend like, oh, everything's fine. Nothing's worrying. Like, I'm not giving, I'm not selling picks. So everything's free. So like you do what you want with it. It's like, it's up to you guys as to what you want to do with it. I hate it when it loses. I hate when people are losing money because of me. It makes me sick. I can't stand it. But Hopefully you've listened long enough to this show and to other shows I've done where I've said this about <laughs> you got to be ready for that dark day because it, it's going to show up at a bad time. It's going to show up and hockey has been wonky in the last couple of weeks. And it's, you mentioned it before Christmas, the guys are tired trends. I mean, you know, I didn't bet all trends last night, but I bet some trends last night that just, you know, the Winnipeg game was, it ended 2-1. They scored two goals in the first period, ended 2-1. Right. If I bet the game under, it was an easy walk to the counter. I bet the first period under. <laughs> and that was it. It happens. These these things, the, the ebb and flow goes like this. I think anybody that's doing it understands that. And I think anybody that's done it this long has had these days that turn into a week turned into a month december's been tough december's been a bad month i've given back 10 units in december i was up oh jeez after after november i was up the highest i'd ever been on the juice i was up 45 units on the juice and then right (laughs) we're coming back down to earth in a really fast way (laughs) that's what happened so that's 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 how you that's how you stay in business that's the business the ebb and flow and the give and take it's not what the business has become Mm -hmm. where just blast parlays and blow them out and churn and burn them and bring in new people and what this is this is what you know you were winning you were up november yeah pay me okay and then december comes and now guys call and say hey (laughs) tuesday i'll see you you know i mean it just it's it's that that's Different sports, different yeah. things, different, you know, you can't. But that's why I bet like, like, like people are doing like wellness checks on me. And I'm like, guys, I, I like, like, I've told you this, like, I've told you what's going on on this stuff. Like I've talked to you guys long enough. You should understand I'm not betting a lot of money that's going to get me in trouble. So when right. I go one and eight, it's not like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't pay my car. Oh my God. I can't do anything. Like I'm not that's what I'm trying to teach or show you guys on this stuff that like people bet way above their means all the time and they get themselves in trouble because we are juggling knives when it comes to this stuff. And you got to be prepared for that time. You grab the the blade and especially when you're losing. Yeah. Yep. It's easy to bet, bet more, whatever, when you're winning. 
I don't even do that. What do you do when you're losing? No, I, I bet the same when I win or when I lose. I know, but a so, lot of people don't. Yeah. And, and people tell me all the time, like, why don't you push it when you're hot? Why don't you push it? And I go, because I am comfortable with this dollar amount being in play every day. That's Whether it. I win it right. or I lose it, this is the dollar amount I want in play right. every single day. Right. Whether I'm hot or I'm cold. And, you know, I, I'm betting, you know, minus 110 or minus 120. I'm trying not to lay heavy juice. And I'm just trying to find angles and plays and picks that I like. And, you know, there are some days where, I mean, it was really kind of funny. I appreciate some of the people in the content space who, who reached out to me and were like, if my worst day was 0-5, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, it was, I was like, it was worse than 0-5. But yeah, I, I appreciate that. They're like, right. like, don't feel bad. Like, we've all had these days. You know that, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I do know that. It doesn't make it any better. But I think it's it's imper it's imperative or it's you know I saw some people in the content space tweeting out last week or I mean, two weeks ago about why aren't we seeing more people being honest about their record like why don't we demand that of the people in the content space and I can't answer that question I can only do me as to what I do and what I represent and for me it's the truth <laughs> like I just I tell you the truth and. You can do with it what you want. You can say, Matt, you suck. And you're absolutely right. Right now, I completely suck. And there are other times where I'm going to be good. And you're not going to tell me I'm good because that's just the way people are. But like, it's this up and down thing. And I want to show everybody that this is, I play the long game and it's entertainment. I'm not trying to make anybody rich. <laughs> I'm not trying to make anybody, you know, I'm not telling you you're going to buy a car off my picks or you're going to go on vacation with what I give you. That's just not what I, that's just not how I represent myself the, in the space. The t-shirt, Matt, your picks suck. <laughs> I be, sent you, did I send be, you? I things would be jumping off the shelves what right did, now. What did I send you? Matt, your picks suck. No, I sent you the guy who said I was going to do what last night? Did you read that screenshot oh, I sent oh, you? Oh, five and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy said, I guarantee you, Matt, you're winning these bets. You're going five for five tonight. And I screenshotted it and I sent it to Dave and I went, just so the record, this is before the, before the pick started. I said, just for the record, well, this I is why the Celtics first half had happened. Yeah, you're correct. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I wrote to you. And I said, this yeah. is why I don't like it when people say, yeah, you're, I guarantee this, this is going to hit. You're great. This is awesome. I love your picks. And I was like, Oh no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not superstitious on much. I am superstitious because this is not, I don't mean this to be rude or mean because we all are not as sharp as the books. The guys, Dave's side of the counter, they're smarter than ours, than us, than smarter than me. But when people start saying like, just take me for instance, right? How many times have I come on this show and said to you, I absolutely love this bet and it's lost. <laughs> it's just when people say that, generally speaking, we're walking off of a cliff when we're that gung ho. And like, I know this bet's going to hit. So when people say, Oh, I love your bets. I'm like, uh Oh, I'm on the wrong side. So is this the jinx? Is this, is, is your knowledge? Is this the, I don't think it's a jinx as much as people lose like the general public loses. So if the general public person comes at me and says, I love your picks, I go, Oh shit. I'm on the wrong side. This is not good. This is not going to end well. <laughs> and I, I don't mean to say that as being insulting or mean. It's just the fact I do it too. And people who've watched this show, Stevie Mac loves doing this. He loves to, he, I mean, I, I love the kid. It's always like, he's a brother to me now, but like, he loves to bring this up all the time and be like, Matt, when you say you love something, I get real nervous. He's right. right. <laughs> he's, 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 he's right. Because I think as gamblers, when we talk ourselves into something, and again, last night, look how much research I did on the games. 
and then look at my record. Right. <laughs> look what I did. Yeah. I came, I was, I was phenomenally excited last night. I was so ready to go. I had my popcorn ready. I was sitting down. I was like, let's go. I was like, here we, oh no. <laughs> it was like watching a, it was like watching your sandcastle that you built as a six-year-old get destroyed by the tide. It was the worst at the beach when Just, that happened. It was the worst. Goodbye. You're like, I worked for two hours Get on all that. that stuff with the molds and all that. Put the sand in there, pack it in, and it was perfect. And then a wave just Smooth. in one second. Sportsbook comes in and takes away it all. Smooths yeah. out that entire nice run. All that bankroll built up. Flat, yep. <laughs> flat and smooth. Seen it so many times. Thank you. In the book. That's why I like the business beats it out of you. I've described it to people. And Mish wrote a great article yesterday. About the art said, of she sent it to me. <laughs> he goes, in case you haven't seen this. He sent it article. to me first. Yeah. No, he said, on Twitter last night after I lost, he said, ironically enough, I just wrote this. <laughs> I saw that this morning. I was like, that's awesome. So I, And Tyler I, I, gave the quote that I have given on this show as well about I hate losing more than I like winning because I like to be right. The money is indifferent. Yeah. I want to be right. I want to be right. The, I, I'm in the gambling game because I like to be compensated for being right, not because of the money. And he's I playing with you know, early on. More. Yeah. I, I said it early on. I didn't see it as much when I was offshore because it was just numbers on a screen. But when I came to Vegas and started writing tickets at the Golden Nugget in 2004, I saw it with guys that were betting $5 a game. It wasn't the money. They just wanted to be right. The money was just a measuring yeah. denomination stick, whatever, to just say, I said this team was going to win. It won. I knew this game was going to go over. It did. And they were happy about just collecting the ticket. And then the flip side of it is when you see the losing mm. or you do it yourself, you really – and I, I've said this from a very early, early age because I saw some some guys chase and just do some bad things and all kinds of stuff. You have to learn to lose before you know how to win. And there's a lot of people that are in a space that are like, yeah, I just win. No, you don't. No, I don't think it's that easy. And if you do, when you start, that storm is coming. That wave is coming to knock that castle down. So what do you mean by that? You have to learn to lose before you win. Explain that because I think it's a phenomenal point. You have to know how, what the pitfalls are going to be. You have to know you can't chase. You have to know bankroll management is very important. You have to know doing six-game parlays is not the way out. You have to know that chalk money line parlays isn't always the best answer. Like there's so many things that you've seen people do for years when you sit in a casino or work at a book, work in a risk room, whatever it is, when you're in the business so long, the people that end up figuring it out have probably mastered losing. They did it not once, one way. It, it was a culmination of stuff. And like the most respected people I know are not 68%. Mm. They're 56% mm. in a book. Like 56% is really good. Anything close to 60 is 
retirement mm-hmm. level stuff. So there's way more people on the lower side of that. You have to learn how to manage that. This is a game of give and take. I mean, or come in quick and hit them and get out. True. Right. Or you can be you that. Know, you're right. doing this every Sniper. day. <laughs> You've seen what you're good at, what you're not. Yep. How frequency, like you start to play things and you go, this is working. I'm going to now, like you used to want to change sports. Yes. You do every sport every day. Yes. So a different sport. I, I used to want to bet the biggest game every day. That was my, I wanted to right. bet the game that everybody was betting. I wanted to bet that sport every day. Yeah. And now, like it was a running joke today because everybody said, so Matt's on the Creighton team told tonight, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was just, it was just now they just know what I'm going to bet. And I was always afraid of that. That was always my thing to you of like, I'm a content guy. Like my radio training is play the hits. Like that's what we're right. taught. We're taught to play the hits. We're taught yeah. to talk about the things that everybody is talking about. So if there's a game tonight where everyone's going to be talking about that game, I have to have a bet on that game. Even right. if I don't have a strong opinion on it, I'm supposed That's to. That's where play. you said that to me that time when I was like, well, then don't do it. Right. You're like, well, no, I have to. You don't. You don't. You know, I had to learn that. I had to. You taught me that. I mean, I've learned a lot from you, but that was one of the things you talked me away from and has changed into a point where I was up 45 units on the juice doing that, where I changed that from. You took that thought out of my head and that, you know, the, are you winning? Yeah. Then who cares what it is? doesn't matter. <laughs> People are going to watch or listen. The, the, the hit, they're going to watch. They're going to they're pay attention to what you're doing if you're hitting. Even if you say the, the same bet every day, if it's hitting, that's all they care about. And I, I became went, a baseball expert this summer saying the Dodger run line. <laughs> right. On the road. Right? Oh, and over right? on the road. Right. And over on the road. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was over. Right. It was bet the Dodgers on the road over on the road every time. And it was, yeah. yeah. And it was consistent and it was over, you know, a course of a couple of months. And yeah, I, it got me out of the hole with, with baseball, really. I ended up actually up one unit betting baseball, amazingly enough. With a lot of plays. A lot of plays. 400 plays. <laughs> and that's not always like, you know, the greatest you know, thing to hang my hat on to be like, you're up one unit, you bet for six months. That's really like ridiculous. And you're right. I mean, that is, but it's my job to do that. So it's different. I wouldn't bet every day if I didn't, if it wasn't my job to do that. If I wasn't compensated right. to do it, I wouldn't bet every day. I wouldn't bet that's, today. That's the lesson. Bet today. That's, that's the lesson for, like for people that are not doing it for a job or content. Take the day off. There's more games tomorrow. Right. There's more games the next day. Clear your head. This is a lesson for life, right? When you lose, learn from it. Take your licks, get up, and and fight another fight. That's all. You can't let it cloud. The one thing you also need to learn, too, I think, is like sometimes your your process sucks. Like your pick sucked yesterday. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your process sucks Mm -hmm. if it keeps losing. Right. Change you know, it. I agree. No, I, I agree. It. I mean, you, you have to change it up. If you're following a trend or you're betting one, one type of thing. Yeah. And I do do that. Th- that is true. If I'm having success betting something and the one thing, the, the, the one caveat I'll say to that though, is I am very quick to get off of a trend if it loses once. And right. I'm trying to stop that's, that. Right. That's always because, not, that's not always the answer for sure. Like for instance, Winnipeg, First period unders went 11 and one, and then it lost last night. Okay. So you're double. Nope. I came back and bet. I bet it tonight. Oh, good. Okay. I came yeah. back. The old me, the old me wouldn't have done that. 
The old me would have gone, fuck them. I'm not doing it. I'm, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Gonna get, I lost. And then it'll hit tonight. And I'll go, son of a, of course you, 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 I, you, when I bet you, you don't do it. And then when I don't bet you, you do. Right. That's, that's my life in the book. That's, okay. That guy is in the book every day. So I'm exactly the next evolution of my betting of me as a gambler is that it's to stop thinking about what happened yesterday. Right. Just think about what happened today. And if I showed you a trend that went 11 and two, would you bet it? And the answer would be yes. And when it was, it was 11 and one before last night, it right. lost last night. It's 11 and two. Would yeah. you bet it? So yes, forget about what happened yesterday. Just looking forward. That's what, when you learn in the book from working in the book, you don't even have to work in the risk room. You see it in front of you. Yes. When you're at the counter in a space, you go, I don't, I, I've described the wins as relief. Yes. <laughs> more than the losses being hurt. Like the wins are like relief. You're just like, oh, okay, that was good. It's like, it's like it. football. It's like players say, like Brady would say it all the time. Like you win, you forget about it. You lose and it sticks with you forever. It's the same right. thing. The losses are way worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can crow about going five and oh, and then the next day I'm, I'm forgetting about it. I went 0 and five last night and I can't stop thinking about it. It's a pain <laughs> in the ass. Uh, let's go to Boston. He's in the green room. Let's get, get a, get, let, let's, get let, let, let's get our guy to come on here. He is the one, he is the only Nick Stevens, AKA Fitzy joining us oh, from WEI in Boston about what's going on here for the Patriots and what could be the end of an era. There it is. <laughs> GFY Dave. So, you know, is go fuck yourself, which was Fitzy's long standing bit for a long okay. time, which yep. has become, I have had a GFY sticker Fitzy on my fridge for 20 years. Just so you know, how are you, my friend? Well, uh, since you brought me on to talk about Bill Belichick and the entrance line was speaking about moving on from yesterday, that seems like a hell of a segue, Pearl. (laughs) Actually, um, we're just here to talk about Kansas city. (laughs) We're not, you do a good bill too, Fitzy. Yeah. 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 Who's Who's this guy? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sports book. Yeah, that's great. Let's talk the about. show's called Bostonia versus the book. I've been listening to Peralt shit now for years in this Boston thing. Is this a big story outside of that area? Like, seriously, they're three and ten. Nobody cares about them. He oh. said they were tanking. It's over. No. Hey, listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. Aren't you? Wait, first of all, aren't you a Pittsburgh fan? Yes. yes. Yeah, thanks for fucking up our job. <laughs> for sort of getting the number Why one. Why did you have to win? <laughs> Shit, I mean, how was that? Mitchell Trushitsky, that guy, Thank just you. like that guy stares. That guy stares a freaking like burlap sack that has a dollar sign with money coming out of it in the middle of the street. And he goes, well, I don't want that. <laughs> Hot chick walks up to him in the bar, put, takes off her shirt. And she's like, are you ready? He's, he's like, what for my next drink? Sure. He <laughs> yeah. sucks. Man, the Patriots did everything Dave. They could to give the game back to the Steelers. I mean, Tavai was offside and the referee invented an, an offside. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jesus, mercy, and Joseph at the 50. Is this a big storyline? Yeah, outside of, uh, you know, 93 and uh, 495 of people talking Belichick and moving on from the greatest of all coaches. I mean, if it made Good Morning America today, my number, Peralt knows my number one rule, if Stephanopoulos is talking about it, America's talking about it. 
<laughs> it is a big deal. Is, yep. it over? is it over? Look, Tommy Curran is close to the Patriots. I don't think mm-hmm. he would come out and report this unless he had it from somebody pretty high up, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, well, it's funny how it's funny. And I love Tommy Curran. Tremendous guy. Best sources I've ever heard. Tremendous. <laughs> Curran knows what's up. Okay. He is as plugged in as anyone to the Brady family, to Camp Belichick, the crafts and beyond. He's earned, he's earned his seat at the table over the past quarter century as well. Um, but I think Monday night when he sort of like we had two sort of cats out of the proverbial Bella Belichick bag this weekend. We had Curran Monday night on NBC Sports Boston saying that he had his sources told him after that that game, you know, Kraft takes 10 years to get the game in Frankfurt and they can only get, a you know, six points on the board. You know, that freaking, you know, Robert Kraft had to call Angela Merkel after the game and just be like, sorry, that was awful. It's not what I intended. Uh, absolute shit show. Right. Right. So I can understand that Robert and then, you know, like Robert Kraft. I mean, guys, Robert Kraft became a, a meme after that game. You remember when Mac threw the pick and he was there in his puffy coat that was yay big and he was just sort of <laughs> sitting sit, like I, I imagine Jonathan and Josh and all the rest of the Kraft boys afterwards were like, that's it. When dad becomes a meme, it's over. That's it. We, we, we let Belichick let Brady go. And then we got stuck with Bill and the divorce. And then Tom started you know, dating a, a really hot personal trainer and we were stuck with Bill and all the Lombardis. And then he got a, brought another one into the family. Fuck. And then Cam Newton and then all the shit that's gone on. Oh. That was probably the final straw that broke the camel's back. So, yes, I do believe that Tom knows what he's talking about, but I don't think he intended it to go hyper viral like this with only four weeks to go in the season. I right. think he was just sort of speaking matter of factly, like, let's all start to come together and, you know, like, you know, round up on the idea that this is probably the victory lap for Bill. And then you got McAfee Saturday, you know, all the good vibes of America's game. And, you know, there's, there's Robert Kraft sitting there with Pat McAfee and McAfee's like, Oh, you know, uh, Oh, sorry. I got to do McAfee. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, Robert, you know, we don't, uh, you know, going down the, you know, don't envy you, you know, you know, we don't know what you got to do. Okay. You know, yeah, we don't envy you. And then Kraft, like, says nothing and they and then uh reese davis is like oh this is awkward all right we'll be (laughs) right back they have since cut that off of the espn youtube page on college game day's youtube video wow the mcafee and crafts exchange is gone that's sort of like if mcafee was sitting at the thanksgiving dinner table all liquored up you know hey uh you know, Dave, uh, you know, we all know what you got to do. You know, we all know you're going to stick it out through Christmas and then you're going to bail on the mist. Oh, I mean, hey, kids, uh, who wants pie? <laughs> right. like, hey, right. this is state secrets. So, it, Fitzy, is he going to coach somewhere else? Like, or is he just going to ride off into the sunset? Oh, no, no, no. He'll coach. He'll coach again. He's he's you know, I, I think he always has wanted the all time wins record. Right. You know, I mean, if he's the greatest coach of all time, he's 71. You know, you, you've seen uh, you so see, he's, he you know, like to the Chargers. I, it, come on. You think this guy's given up? The, the team hasn't quit on him entirely. Right. You still got the defense balling out for him. For sure. The defense is full of spare parts. The offense isn't even good enough to compete with the battle Hawks and the XFL, but they're gaming out <laughs> each and every week the best they can, whether it's six, nothing in the rain against uh, Staley Chargers, and the Chargers, man. or if they pull off the upset against the Stillers, you know, uh, they're still showing up and showing out for him. 
Uh, does he have enough left in the tank to a coach? Cause that's all. I mean, then you saw him on Saturday when he, you know, was in his bag and he's putting on the Jolly Roger helmet and like the, the helmet that launched a thousand memes and Lee Corso is like, hooray. <laughs> and everyone is just getting all the lovey football vibes. Do you think that guy who put on that helmet, who was out there like loving his football life, do you think that guy's done? Hell no. No, no, no. He wants Shula's record. When Shula called him Belichick in 2007, that's when he was like, you can have your steakhouses. I'm coming for you, Shula. <laughs> you overrate. You haven't done shit since you had shit. Right. Since you had Greasy and Zonka, you piece of shit. Yeah. Right. And he's coming for him and he wants him. Right. I. I mean, we've been told by people that we know that the Chargers are the most likely landing spot for him, given that right. Dean Spanos looks up to Robert Kraft, that Kraft might be placing Belichick with the Chargers, mm -hmm. saying, hey, Bill, thank you for 24 years, but we're going to move you over here and you're going to go to, you know, go to retire in Southern California. Sounds good to me. Do you think he would go to the West Coast? Because he's been oh. an East Coast guy for so long. You think he would go to Southern Cal? I mean, I can sell you on a million different reasons why he would work in Chicago because there's great right. head coaching legacy, you know, from Dicka and Hallis and, you know, them being an original NFL team. Washington, that's where people forget also that Hallis went there. Mm -hmm. Lombardi finished up. He had his Michael Jordan on the Wizards portion of his career oh, down there man. with the Washington, previously known as football team. Joe Gibbs, two stints. So Belichick, obviously, you know, great historian of the game. The Chargers, it's it's the odd choice. It's the to me, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Brady of Belichick options. Oh, that's you've got a stuck quarterback. <laughs> you've got ten, you've got all these tent poles on defense, like all these guys that take Belichick six to midnight on defense, like Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. The defense will be nails. Uh, I you know I'd heard that they tried to trade for Keenan Allen in the offseason. Now he doesn't have to worry about trying to make that happen. He can just go out there work with a loaded offense bring his team out there. And you've like, you've seen Belichick a couple of years ago. Remember the Barbados Belichick pictures where he's like shirtless and the Daniel Craig mankini <laughs> from Casino Royale in the ocean. And you're like, my, ah, the goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll, he's got Matt, Dave, think about this. He'll go to LA. He will be a star again. Now he's still oh, a star oh. in Pat's nation. You know, though there are those that are just like, yeah, and I'll drive you to the fucking airport. And there are those <laughs> that like, no, not Bill. It's my life. Uh. Right. But Belichick is the last vestige of everything that me and Peralt and all the other Pat's fans who have been thumping our chest for a quarter century saying we're better than you because Brady, because Belichick. Like, that's it. Like, we are we are in turnaround, and it's back to the 1970s again. I don't mind embracing the suck. That's what I grew up in. I don't mind touching the bottom to realize how good life is back on the top again. Right. Okay. So that's what follows that. You're back to that Mo, Mosu, Tapiopo, Tupu, and Russ Francis. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're ordering takeout or trying to list the names of players. Right. <laughs> like Mosi Tutupu. Yes. Mosi Tutupu. John, yeah. John Hanna, Mosi Tutupu, Russ Francis. Yep. Yeah. Mike okay. Haynes. Exactly. Roger Craig. Okay. So uh, yeah. uh, Craig what? James. You mean Craig, Craig James. James? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. James. I wish I were yeah. uh, Craig James. Right. Thank you. Not sorry. Roger Craig. Yeah. No, but like, <laughs> who follows him? Who? What in the world? How? What are they even talking about? They're like, it's not Josh McDaniel. It's not. Oh, Is God, it? no. Okay. No, no. I mean, that you want to talk like, hey, you know what? Uh, let's turn this luxury liner over to um, 
the guy that to McDaniel's. That's like, uh, hey, uh, you know, you you only crashed one tanker into an iceberg. Actually, no, two. How about you like to take control of this luxury ship? McDaniel's is done as a head coach. No, you guys full well know. You guys heard all the bad judge out in Vegas. He said Uh, Mike Tomlin, Fitzy. Like, would Mike Tomlin uh, work? No chance Mike Tomlin would work there. No, I mean, oh. no losing season since taking over in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's impressive. But no, I, I mean, personally, I I kind of want a fl- I don't know about you, Matt. I want a flush from like, oh. I don't want anyone with any connections. I It's time wow. to just like I want. Get the pay- I OK, want I mean, but that, he's going to cost equity. OK, the, the Titans aren't going to give him up for free. So you won't like let's say Robert Kraft is able to. Take this, you know, slightly used but still very workable Belichick and send it to the Chargers for a second, maybe even a first. You're going to have to immediately in turn send that down to Tennessee for Vrabel. I'm okay. Yeah, you're good with that. Yeah, I just I don't think Gerard Mayo. I'm I'm really concerned about Gerard Mayo. I I, I'm concerned about. I feel like it's a stopgap that he'll be fired in two years. That it's just I, I I want someone to come in. You're replacing the greatest coach of all time. Like it's the most unworkable an unenviable position of anybody to go into. You got to know what you're going. You got to know what you're getting into from a head coaching spot. I think Vrabel knows that he's been there in Tennessee and been successful long enough that I mm-hmm. think he can handle when the ship starts to take on water. Cause it's going to be a rocky road and ride for the next couple of years. Is it not? Oh, hell yeah. And it, but it has to be like it. You don't just, you don't just come out of major surgery and then all of a sudden just go back to doing moguls or doing Iron Man's. Right. Like you, it's going to take a long time to sort of get back together, go through rehab and see how you bionically come through all of this. I love the fact that Vrabel is his own man. He's his own coach. Whereas the McDaniels is and the Patricia's and others have done Belichick impersonations to fleeting amounts to, and if not almost zero success elsewhere, yeah. Rabel is his own. He doesn't like, he listens to WDGAF. Don't give a fuck radio. Like yeah. that's what I love about him. And he'd come up there and embrace the challenge. I don't know if you saw Matt, a couple of weeks ago, Ben Volan had a piece um, in the Boston globe on a Sunday saying Mayo is the betting favorite. However, after Vrabel came to get his Patriots Hall of Fame induction in the red jacket, Robert Kraft had like a Dreamweaver Wayne's World moment with him. Like, like she it was cool. She must, I saw he it. must be mine. Yeah. And he's fallen back in love with it. So it's a viable candidacy for sure. I, the Crafts would love to get Mike Vrabel. It's just at what cost. Last one for me, Fitzy. Yeah, bud. Kansas City's a nine point favorite this week right now. Mm-hmm. In New England, they mm-hmm. moved the game out on Sunday night. The total stirred mistake, mistake, mistake Why? right there. Why is it a mistake? Who wanted to see that Sunday oh, night? Come, all right, I'll just give you right now. You're probably watching the final four games of Bill Belichick as HC of the NEP. There's interest there. The Chiefs and the whole, you know, the whole shit show that took place last yeah. Sunday. Now there's even more national interest. You know, can they pull off another play? Is Andy Reid pissed? Is Mahomes gonna? <laughs> is he gonna? How mad is he gonna be? <laughs> Hi, Hulk. <laughs> and also, is Tay Tay going to be in the house at Gillette? She will. That's the first oh, ever stadium she Tay-Tay. sold out. So you have all of that, plus the fact that the Zapper and company actually put on a decent show, especially in the first half against Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think it's going to be a grab. I think more people would be interested in Patriots Chiefs at this juncture than, you know, a one armed Geno's. Geno's. It's going to get killed, Fitzy. No, I am paying for Christmas here. I am saying it right now on Boston versus the book. I am paying for Christmas. Give me the Chiefs money line and the Patriots to cover. It's falling in the middle. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna middle. I'm gonna middle the shit out of this okay. one. All right. I'm gonna, <laughs> All right. So, so l- let me just ask you this: Is that actually a betting term? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm gonna middle the shit out of this you one, bro. Like that. Perfect. Give me another 24 ounce vodka Red Bull. Put some weight in it. Let's go. I'm gonna middle the shit out of this. <laughs> what happens if the Patriots beat the Chiefs? Wouldn't this just be the most perfect, oh like, God, Belichick dude. moment to just oh stuff God, it God. down Andy Reid's right? <laughs> just oh everything God. about it. Of oh. Just, like, drive it down their throat to oh give them a third God. straight loss. I mean, here it, here it is. Can it yeah. Not? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, don't forget that the, the defensive coordinator or defensive mind that best game plans – for Patrick Mahomes is Belichick. One of the like one of the true masterpieces of his coaching was that first half in the greatest AFC championship ever played. He had Hightower and Van Noy all up in the business and over the ass of every receiver, tight end, back in Mahomes. They shut him out. If Brady hadn't thrown some fucking red zone interception, actually an end zone interception, that game might have been 24 nothing at the half, and it would have been damn near over. The that said. I shan't besmirch House Brady because he's the greatest thing that ever happened to each and every one of all of us. But, uh, you know, like Belichick is great at defending Andy Reid. They've had a couple shootouts, but by and large, especially with Mahomes, he does a good job. If he pulls off the upset on Sunday in Mahomes and that uh, 2013 Patriots level receiving core that he's bringing in with Mahomes and Kelsey, if they pull off the upset, you go out to Denver, you kick Russ right in the danger nuts on Christmas Eve. <laughs> New, uh, on New Year's Eve, you finally do what you didn't do last year, which is upset Josh Allen in the Bills. And oh then you finish God. by Belichick doing what he does best, Lose. beating the goddamn Jets. <laughs> and then, ready for this? It's January 7th. It's a day after a holiday. I'm sure Belichick celebrates January 6th. He locks himself <laughs> in the stadium. Pat's fans with horns all show up. We have a whole coup, and he refuses to leave the building. I ain't fucking leaving. Uh, it's not crazy. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm fucking leaving. Seven and ten. Can you imagine there'd be seven and ten? The Patriots and the year seven and ten. That would be absolutely nuts. Before we just uh, we, we have Dalton Johnson in the green room, so we so we, we we got our run. But tell people where they can find your stuff. I know you're doing a ton of stuff in Boston. Your website, everything else. Where can they find stuff for you? Always. Thank you guys for having me on. It's been really nice to connect, awesome. hang out, and talk some shit. Um, at Fitzy GFY across all of the socials, and you can find you can read my musings at weei.com. And of course, uh, I do the Six Rings post game show on weei, following each and every Patriots game. And I'm on Mondays and Wednesday evenings with my pal, uh, also from New Hampshire, Rich Keefe, on the Rich Keefe Show on 93.7 FM weei in Boston. You're the best, my friend. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate Thank it. you. Guys. Thanks, Merry Fitzy. Christmas, go Pats. That yep. is Fitzy joining us here on the Boston Worst versus the book ever. If the Patriots <laughs> actually win, we go from Patriots coast to coast to the other coast. <laughs> We're going the other coast to the other craziness going on here in sports and what's going on. It's Dalton Johnson from NBC Sports Bay Area joining us on here on the Boston versus the book. Dalton, Matt, and Dave, good to see you. Good to meet you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Good to see you, sir. Ask him the first question. I, 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 I just have to know, like, the world looks at Draymond Green, and he gets ejected last night, and it's like, we can't stand the guy. Not we, me, but we, <laughs> the general public. Yeah. Are Warrior fans at all getting tired of this and having these conversations where players, a guy of his caliber that you need on the court, is getting ejected consistently. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think obviously after everything that happened last year, going into the season with Draymond Green, with the punch that everyone saw too, 
you got to be sick of it. I think as analysts, we're sick of it. I think fans are sick of it. I think people within the organization are sick of it. You got to be right. I mean, what is the tipping point? There has been really nothing learned by now. So I think that's the most frustrating thing is that whether it's a suspension, whether, whether everything, it just feels like a slap on the wrist with an invisible, you know, whatever slapping them. It, right. it, it doesn't matter at, at, at this point. Nothing has really been learned. So yeah, it's completely frustrating and it's just exhausting to still be talking about this for a 33 year old who's in his 12th NBA season. This is not a rookie. This is not somebody who's young. It's not strike one or strike two or strike three. This is strike nine where you are going up and down and going back to the bench, but then still getting another opportunity and just keep striking out. So it's frustrating. Of course, it's just downright exhausting. 18th career ejection, okay? And a lot of people starting to ask a lot of questions, one of which, Dalton, is, is this the beginning of the end for the Warriors? They've been the team. There's a lot of questions with Clay's contract and things like that. Everybody's getting older together. And then you got Kerr wearing headphones going to Phoenix because it's too loud. We'll get to that in a second, whether you like music during a game or not. But is this reality setting in or, or is this just a bump on the road for the, for the Golden State Warriors? I think it could be a little bit of both because I think if you have number 30, if you have Steph Curry on your side, then no dynasty can ever be completely downright over. But I think that the biggest silver lining of last night's Warriors loss was the fact that Clay Thompson sat down the fourth quarter for the first time ever in his career down the stretch. He was on the bench. He was not going to be coming back in the game. Andrew Wiggins didn't play one second in the fourth quarter. Neither did Kevon Looney. So it was great to see finally Steve Kerr's patience run out because that's the only thing that can salvage this season is not being so stuck in the past, not using the 2022 championship now as an excuse because everything coming into last night's loss was the fact that, Hey, he trusts these guys only a year and a half ago. This is the pretty much the same group that won a championship. So what move on? Sorry, but this is the reality. Now Steph Curry is still playing like Steph Curry, but the other guys that showed up before that championship run, they are not playing like that. So I think that it was great to see Steve Kerr again kind of get out of his way a little bit and say, hey, I'm going to go with the bench. The bench has been awesome this year for the Warriors. The young guys, it's not their fault. Everyone tried to blame the youth in the past. It is not the young guys' fault right now. So I will not put a complete fork in it by any means, especially since Steph is still there. But I think that this hopefully is the beginning of just change in general and just mm -hmm. being – more flexible, more fluid in general. Nothing can be written in pen or ink for the Warriors anymore. It has to be number two pencil time for the Warriors where mm. when it comes to rotations, when it comes to starting lineups, closing lineups, there's only one person who deserves to have a Sharpie, and that's Steph Curry. Everyone else better find their way and be okay with sitting if they're not playing well because I know Clay Thompson as a competitor was not happy about it, but reality I think is starting to hit Steve Kerr and the rest of the Warriors right now. So, Dalton, let's take that a step further. You had Shams going on, I think it was Stadium. I'm not sure which network he was mm -hmm. on, but I saw the clip of it saying that there is some questions about Clay's future and his contract going forward. If he is given a, a lesser role going forward, what is the future for Clay Thompson in San Francisco? It's a great question because, of course, it's really hard to, uh, you know, even imagine him in a different jersey, right? But I just think, unfortunately for him right now, coming into the season, Without a contract, his frustrations have shown, and his play has just been 
unfortunately downright bad. I mean, he has, he's had a little bit of a stretch sometimes where you, you go, okay, four to five games scoring 20 plus points, but how many of those have really been efficient and how many of those have actually been like four quarter games. And I think that's what Steve Kerr really has to kind of ask himself as far as watching the games and just understanding the integrity of the game. If Clay Thompson gives you a great first half scores 17 in the first half, then great. But if he's only scoring three points in the second half and he's one for nine, sit him down for the, the rest of the fourth quarter. So as far as his future goes, it's looking cloudier each day. There, there's just no doubt about that. You look at his play, you look at the age, uh, you know, we obviously know about the injuries and it's great story. The way he came back from injury for him to, to even be a part of a championship again a giant positive for Clay Thompson's resume. But I just think when it comes to those injuries, when it comes to the mileage that he has on him with all those finals runs, it's just, we're not, we're never going to see the Clay Thompson that we saw in the past. He has to evolve either into more of a role player, more of a six man. I don't know, but as far as being a number two for Steph Curry, that's just a thing in the past right now. So, you know, for what seems like forever, it's always like the Warriors here and then the rest of the Western Conference and the Nuggets supplanted them. Okay. You just saw the Suns. They're going to play the Clippers next. I think we can all agree that the Warriors are not the best team in the Western Conference, but you've seen them. You've got all this stuff going on. Who do you think right now is the best team in the Western Conference? Is it Denver? Is it Phoenix? Is it the Clippers, the next opponent for the Warriors? I still think it's Denver. I mean, I, I got to go with the defending champions, especially with Nikola Jokic. I think that we're seeing the importance of Jamal Murray, obviously, when he's, when he's not there, when he's not healthy, it really hurts the Nuggets. We saw how great Jamal was in the playoffs and the finals, obviously, with, with a tandem with him and Jokic. So I still got to go with them. But there's just it's such, a, it's such a deep Western conference, and that's what's hard for the Warriors. We go, hey, there's still 59 games to go. They're not fully healthy. They're, 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 they've been missing pieces here and there. There haven't been all this cohesiveness. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's only been 23 games. But if you get stuck in the bottom of those standings for too long, it's a hard climb out of there. So I got to go with Denver still. Phoenix is obviously has so much star power, so much firepower. Is it the on Lakers offense. or the Timberwolves? It's like, Are they in the discussion? These teams are on the up. I feel like the Warriors are on a down. I go, I go Timberwolves right now. I mean, I would yep. go Timberwolves even over the Lakers. I, I, I just think that Anthony Edwards is here. Yes, they are young, no doubt about it. But they have a really good balance now, where they're learning that that it's look, it's not Carl Anthony Towns' team anymore. Right. Let 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 him be a right. secondary guy. That's fine. Let you know he's not. He's a big man, but he's more of a tall man than a big man. You know what I mean? Like he, he right. wants to always he, – he wants to pat himself on the back and say, hey, I'm the best shooting big man of all time. Great. Doesn't mean that you're the best big man of all time. Right. you got a skill that most seven-footers don't have or don't even want to have. But mm -hmm. now that Anthony Edwards has established himself as the alpha on that team, you, you, you got the defensive pieces ar around him. The Rudy and Carl Anthony Towns situation is working out a lot better because they're not trying to get Carl Anthony Towns Towns to be something that he's not. They're not trying to get Rudy Gobert to be something that he's not. They're letting 
their skills shine and just letting their skills be the primary factors. And then Anthony Edwards, he is here now as not just a star, but an ascending superstar, I would say. Dalton, where you work, NBC Sports Bay Area, NBC Sports California, you guys have both the Kings and the Warriors. This is an hour and a half separation between Sacramento and Golden State. It's might as well be or, or, or San Fran, might as well be a different world. But a lot of people left the Bay Area during COVID and went to Sacramento and became Kings fans. What's that rivalry like? I mean, you guys have it in your own building where you have this rivalry between the Kings and the Warriors. Is it real? Is this, is this like a, a something we're going to pay attention to for the next decade of the Warriors-Kings battling? I, I think it should be, yes, because the Kings are no longer the little brother. So even when the Kings won a game here or there, it felt more like, oh, like this is cute. But it didn't feel real. Now it's real. The Kings are Kings are here too. They are the young and up and coming team, and not just okay. They had their one cup of coffee in the playoffs. This feels like a real thing when you have a De'Aaron Fox. So they have their at least baseline for a star to build off of now too, right? De'Aaron Fox is there for the now for the future. This is somebody who I believe has. MVP potential might not have it right now, but within a five-year window, he's going to be in the running, I would say at least. So I think that even when the Kings were coming up, the Warriors are still going, okay, that's great. We're still the Warriors. You're still the little brother, all of this. I don't think it's so much that anymore. Obviously the Warriors are the aging team. So you're seeing it's starting to come like this now together, right? So the intersection might now be the Kings who, who are going up, and the Warriors that are going down. So I don't think it's so much hate by any means. I think there's a lot of respect there because you look at the coaching staffs, even the rosters, there's a lot of symmetry there. A lot <laughs> of guys who have been with, with each other for both sides. But I just think in general, it's really fun for everyone, fun for Northern California. But the rivalry to me, it does feel real. Have you ever been to Vegas? I have been to Vegas. I have. Yes. Okay. Were you bummed out when the Warriors lost in the in-season tournament and, and you, you weren't going to get a trip to Vegas, like with the team and all that? Like I was cause yeah, you know, no, you yeah. it's not a big deal. Like the Lakers won the, won the thing they're celebrating. They got the, the cup for all this. Hanging a banner. The banner might as well be on a paper towel. Come on. What are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you're the Lakers and you want to hang an, an, an IST banner right now. I, I, I'm not even trying to hate on the in-season tournament, but if you're going to be a franchise that only hangs championship banners yeah. and then you hang that, I mean, come on, come on. What are we doing here? Agreed. Uh, I know you do Niners stuff, so I just want to quickly fit some football in here because obviously you guys have a team that's going to be, well, we think here in, in Vegas for the Super Bowl. What's the hype? If things are kind of rocky with the Warriors, what's the hype on the Niners? The hype is Super Bowl or bust. I mean, I think that, that you see when this team is healthy, when they are complete, that they do look, I think, like the most dangerous team in football. Look at when Trent Williams is healthy. Look at when Debo Samuel is healthy. You know, you, you talk about they have so much skill and so much star power, but this is a team that wants to go into a fight. This is a team that has Dre Greenlaw. This is a team that wants to hit you. This is a team that has Chase Young and, and Bosa now and Fred Warner and all these dudes who, again, if you find them in an alley, they're smiling. They're happy about that. They are inviting that. So, yeah, you, you see that the speed. You see Christian McCaffrey. You see Brandon Ayuk. But at the end of the day, 
Brandon Ayuk that this last week was just as happy chasing down the field for a big time block for Christian McCaffrey than anything else. That might've been the hardest high five that I've even seen. IU give to anybody. He was pumped about that. Right? So that's why I think that the hype is so real right now for the 49ers is that not just is there the skill and the star power. There is that, Come to us, to our turf. We're ready to, to gloves off, bare knuckle you at the same time. Let's play football. So I think that the hype this year really is Super Bowl or bust, especially after, obviously, what happened in the NFC Championship game last yeah, year, yeah. Yeah. where it just felt like it wasn't even a game, obviously, yeah. where you're playing with no quarterback. They do what they did to the Eagles now in the regular season. You got to see it in the playoffs, obviously, with with a Brock Purdy. Yeah. But I think especially the way the, the season ended in such disappointment that now it's kind of feels like go time here in the Bay Area for the Niners. Last one for me. Make the case, if you can, that Brock Purdy's the uh, NFL MVP because there's a lot of people that are talking about it. It's all over the place. And you just mentioned all those guys on offense. I think Debo makes it all go myself, but there's a lot of people that have different points. CMC, amazing. But Purdy's having a really good year. I mean, facts are facts. He's making throws. He's got great stats. He could be the MVP, couldn't he? I certainly think he could be for sure. I mean, I just think that the fact that now the traditional stats are really starting to line up with the advanced stats should kind of tell you everything, right? It's not like this guy is just dink and dunk. Does he fit in a system? Sure. Of course. Why not? It's a, it's a very good system and it's a system with a ton of star power, but this is not the same the same quarterback, the same system that had Jimmy Garoppolo just turning around and throwing behind the line of scrimmage. You saw two throws last week to Debo Samuel and to Brandon Ayuk that were as good of throws, yes, that we've seen from any quarterback this year, any quarterback, as good as anything that we've seen from Dak, anything we've seen from Jalen Hurts, any of the other MVP candidates, those two throws showed you right there that this is more than just a system quarterback. This is a quarterback who's willing to extend plays, but also take what's given to him as well. So is he taking advantage of the talent around him? Yes, just like any great quarterback would. But is he extending it and also adding an extra layer to this offense that it hasn't had in the past? 100%. So I think that the MVP case has to be strong. I want to get rid of this whole game manager tag for sure, because really what even is that? And he's not <laughs> that if you can manage your game. Yes, you should. It's part of the quarterback, but you have to be able to add something else to the offense too. And I think week by week, especially this, this, this past week with those two throws, he's showing that he can add that extra layer to an offense as well. I'm getting breaking news real quick. I thought that was my last one. Speaking of game manager, you're going to be a game manager in a couple of weeks. You're expecting you. Is, that, is this true? <laughs> that, that, that is correct. This, yes. This, the, the, the countdown has begun. Are you oh. ready for this? Ready? Are we ever ready? Excited. No. 100%. Ready? <laughs> I, I'll be ready once worse? that baby. It is. Yes. yes. It, yes. it will be you our first. Incredibly excited. Yes. <laughs> Lots yes. Of a lot of breathing. Just a lot of breathing. A lot of breathing <laughs> by both sides. Her stay and you. out of yes. the way, but, but just tell <laughs> yes. her to breathe. That's all you yes. got to do. Just exactly. stay there and be like Debo down there. Just yeah. boom. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm not trying to jinx the Niners, and I'm not, I don't know what your boss's <laughs> plans are for the Niners, but if you do wind up coming here for the Super Bowl for the Niners. Come back and do the show live in person, all right? 
Oh, a thousand percent. I appreciate oh, 100%. it, guys. That's, yes, yes, yes. Thank you so awesome. much. Dalton, thank you for the time, man. Best of thank luck. Thank you, sir. Happy Thank preparing. you. Ton of fun. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Get some Appreciate sleep. It. You're going to need it. I'm going to try. <laughs> That's Dalton Johnson from NBC Sports Bay Area joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Look at that. We ran through interview, interview, bang, 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 bang. Oops, nope. Oops, we're going back here. We're all good. Good stuff there with Dalton Johnson and Fitzy. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys in the brigade enjoyed that. Uh, that was great. It was a lot of fun to get into that. How did the Niners get Chase Young? Like you got to stop and go. The Niners traded for Chase Young during the season. During the year, they got Chase Young. Like, wait, wait, what? Like, who? Like, excuse me? <laughs> they know what they're doing. They do. I mean, they absolutely They know do. what they're doing. You know, they were at the Super Bowl yeah. with Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. They got back to the NFC Championship with Brock Purdy. And now they're in line to be the number one seed. And by odds maker numbers and people that I talk to on a the street, they're at least a three to four point favorite over everybody in the league right now. Gotta this is healthy. a hell of a run. Got to stay healthy. Before we let go of sports, good. We got to yeah. fit this one in. It is time for the Omaha Steaks Searing Hot Take of the Day. You guys are going to omahasteaks.com with the promo code Ju. Oh, sorry, BVB. Flipping my podcast. Juice. First time I did that. That's the first time I did that. BVB. First time I did that. BVB promo code saves you thirty dollars off. Been doing it too long. Thirty dollars off at checkout. Fifty percent off sale going on right now at omahasteaks.com. In time for the holidays, send it to your loved ones, your family, your friends. Everyone's going to get it. They're going to love it. It comes right to their doorstep, all perfectly packaged. I've got stuff in my freezer from weeks ago when it came in. It's perfectly fine. The burgers don't even need to be defrosted. They get right under the grill. Bam, good to go. Quick dinners and good food at mm. omahasteaks.com. Promo code BVB at checkout saves you $30 off the 50% off holiday sale going on right now. 30% off, 50% off. Put the BVB code in and buy the meat. Yes. Again, just buy the meat for you, your brother, your sister, anyone. Uncle, anyone. They send it to them, packed, done. I know I'm buying in. I know I'm click baking, click baiting. I know I'm I'm getting right into this, but this stuff just pisses me off. I know it's Barstool. I love Barstool. I, I know what this guy's doing. I get it. Why is he doing it? Is it time to call the Bill Belichick experiment a failure? I can't believe this made the rundown. It made the rundown because this is what everyone's going to do. Everyone's going to run with the Brady. Everyone's going to run with, you didn't do anything without Brady. And so you're, you're done. It's so a 24 year experiment, guys. Experiment? Kind of hard to call it an experiment that Bill Belichick, but this idea of Brady versus Tom versus Robert Kraft. This is, is not serious, is it? Oh, yeah, it's dead serious. It goes this on. This is lists, dead serious. Dead serious. He lists all the this different. It's not tongue all, in cheek or. Nope, dead serious. All accolades, his numbers, what he did in Cleveland, you know, everything happened after Brady, everything he's done when he had different quarterbacks, not named Tom Brady, but it's all listing and in, in because fan bases who hate the Patriots love to hate Belichick and the cheating scandals and everything else that Belichick got, got involved with. I, I think it's something of, I don't know. It makes me sad in some ways because I think we are so quick to take a team sport, which is basically like a thing of brownies. And we're so quickly cut out different squares and remove that one piece. And you think it's the same tin of brownies. Oh, cause it's not. 
You have to have the brownies. Are you making over there? No, I'm not talking about pop brownies. I'm just talking about brownies. Brownies. I'm talking about like the the, football teams are to me that they're one complete whole entity. And to be the best, you have to have it all together. You can't be weak in any form or fashion. If you try to pick that up with holes in it, it's going to fall apart. You pick it up a one piece thing. It's going to come out as a unit. Football is the ultimate team game. So Brady with Bill was great. Bill with Brady was great. (laughs) You separate the two of them. And I get your point that you're going to make at home by saying, wait a minute, Tom Brady won a championship without Bill Belichick. Tom Brady went to an amazing football team that was ready made to win a championship. And he took them to a championship, which is what Tom Brady does. No one's questioning Brady's greatness by equally saying that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. They needed each other. So much in life, you need each other. You need each other. To make it happen, to make it work. There has to be teammates. There has to be relationships between people that goes on for years and years. Yep. And if we take and diminish Belichick or diminish Brady or try to do whatever we're doing by separating the two, I don't, I mean, you, you just, you're rewriting history. Tom Brady for the first three championships for the Patriots was a game manager. Oh, he he was, Oh, the Patriots defense is why the Patriots won in Oh one, Oh two and Oh four. Oh, watch the games. It wasn't because of Tom Brady. Watch the games. If you follow the Patriots, you know this. That's why when Patriot fans are like, Bill sucks without Brady. I'm like, how old are you? Because you're easily going to tell me you're in your thirties because you don't remember what it was like in 2001. You're you like don't the know guy at the carnival that can ask a question like that and guess a person's age. We could take that shit on the right. road. You know, if someone says that, you know how old they are because you don't remember what it was like when the Patriots were 14 point underdogs going up against the Rams. They did. I do. They didn't win the game because of Tom Brady. Yeah. He made the play at the end. He had the drive, but why the fuck were they even in that position? The defense shut down the Rams. Sorry, Will. That was all Bill Belichick. That was was. what, why did the Patriots go and beat the Eagles and cause McNabb to puke all over himself? Grew up on the field. The defense, (laughs) they hit him so much. He puked on the field, on the field. He threw up. (laughs) His head was so rattled. He even hit so many times because of Brewski, because of the defense, because of Mike Vrabel. Okay. Because of Rodney Harrison, they were as physical of a defense as allowed under the rule. Nasty, 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 nasty. They changed the rules because of the Patriots being so physical defensively and what they did to opponents. Okay. They beat, in what is the most forgotten Super Bowl by the Patriots standards ever against the Panthers. And they beat the Panthers in a really boring Super Bowl because the Panthers were garbage and shouldn't have been there. They get, they locked their way into that. And the Patriots alone. I mean, that was, that team was horrible. That Panthers team was garbage. That was my first Super Bowl in Vegas and I wasn't working. I was a customer. I annihilated that game. Good for you. Under (laughs) bet the under, of course, when when (laughs) the things are like, I, I bet that it would land on three. Oh, good. You know, wow. I, was, I sat with my uncle, who my uncle, who's in the in the place now, the right. nursing place. I was he was living in Vegas, and we moved here. And I said, "Let's, yeah." He said, "I got a place. We'll go." Sat at Sunset Station, made a zillion bets. My cousin said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm working." What do you mean? He said, "We're watching a game." I'm like, "Relax." I'm, I'm doing that too. We're doing I'm some doing, stuff here. Doing some stuff. Yeah. Here. And that's, I mean, that was all. Now, post 2007, yes, Tom Brady morphed into the greatest quarterback of all time because of his yeah. work ethic and yeah. who, who he was. But before that, it was Bill Belichick. That was all Bill. 
That was all what Bill did. And then when after an 05, 06, 07, everyone was like, Patriots will never win another Super Bowl. They lost 07. They lost it to the Giants. Patriots dynasty's over. That was a great game. Oh, really? He went and won three more. Like <laughs> he played in five and he Fact. won three more after that. So the idea that Belichick is not the greatest coach of all time and it was all Tom Brady and this is a mirage of a career is such a load of crap. And it's coming up all now because people would take their shots because the Pats are three and 10 and they're the worst team of football or second worst team of football. Fitzy presented that scenario. What if they win these last four games? That would be amazing. We'll get what to a that. ride off. Oh. OmahaStakes.com. Go use the promo code BVB to save $30 at checkout for you guys who are live on YouTube and Twitter. Do not move. Thank you, SiriusXM and the Sports Grid audience. We're back tomorrow. The rest of you guys are getting bonus time. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, look, just the boys one. and girls in the chat are rolling. They, they love the guests. Yeah. That was a, that was a well done. Just tip your hat to you putting it together, making sure. See, work. Fitzy with the governor off. I told you this before the show. It was, I, come I, on. I, I said, we, you, I, mean, I, I can't, I can't wait to text him after the show. Cause I, I've talked to him about this forever because like, I know he needs a paycheck. So he wants to work and he works on, you know, FCC radio controlled airwaves. Right. But like, he can't do the things or say the things that he said with us. He can come on here every week. Right. We can have a Fitzy segment with the Patriots. Look, so, Fitzy looks at the Patriots. We can call whatever he wants. So Fitzy used to walk around. Part of one of the one of the many jobs he's had in his career is that he went on the road. I think NFL, NFL.com paid him to do this. But he went on the road and he interviewed fans in different right. tail in different tailgating areas. Man on the street stuff? Yeah, oh. but like he did it like that, though. Like he would come up and he would make crude or funny jokes with people. And when he can make analogies by using swear words and whatnot. Oh, it's the best. I, he's just, he's unbelievable. He's so good. Right. And that's why I always loved his stuff. But whenever I put him on radio, people were always like, yeah, that guy's kind of bland. Like, he's not that funny. I'm like, yeah, because you don't, you take the governor off of him. And that's why I love doing this show because we like, we're, when we're on sports grid. I can't say half the stuff that I say here. <laughs> so when I have that's this, I love bonus time. Yeah. Bonus bonus time, time. Like just can, on our uh, show, period. I don't I mean, Oh no, our show, we, we can do, we make Will's life hard, but that's what I mean by the well, pe people have said to me before, like you seem like you really like swearing. It's not that I like swearing. It's I like to speak the way that I want to speak. Yeah. I can say what I want. I don't have to worry about, oh, no, I can't say that because it's going to be perceived as whatever. I can say here, I can say whatever I want. It's just, it's unfiltered. It's unbridled. We can just do it. Right. It's phenomenal. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's life though, right? Like that sometimes well, you have to just blurt it out. Some people don't. I respect that too. But, you know, every once in a while, I mean, you've been. People want this. This, this is this is what McAfee showed. This is what Pat opened the door. And while I'll always be thankful to Pat and the boys for what they did, because mm -hmm. they showed the suits that people actually want real. That people want to watch real people talk. Yeah. They don't want this stuck up. I'm here to tell you that the Patriots are going to lose by six points. <clears throat> they, they, they don't want that. <laughs> okay. Tried not to <laughs> they don't I love that voice. They don't want that. Okay. They just don't want that. They want, if I got to say fuck, because it works. Say it. It needs to be said. And when you're sitting at the bar with your buddies and he says something crazy and you go, what the fuck did you just say? What? They, they want that. People fuck. want real. They want yeah. how people talk in yes. society yes, to be do. reflective on the screen. Yes. yes. And no, I, I haven't worn a sport coat to a sports bar in a long time. So 
why am I wearing a sports coat to a sports show? I don't understand. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. I I I I don't know either, but um we'll do it together on Friday. No, um, I'll do it. I mean, it's my job. Yeah, I, I when someone tells me to do something, I get paid. You, you pay gotta me. wear the Italian that's, hat on Friday. That's the you gotta Italian wear the Italian hat on Friday. When we do the show on sports you gotta wear the Italian hat. I gotta wear this hat? You get whatever you gotta yes. I think we should both dress up as uh the agent uh on hat? Friday. Yeah. No. When we do it. Well, did you hear when I wear the players of the week in the AFC and NFC? Did you hear who they were? They were both the backup quarterbacks, Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I want to address that tomorrow. I can't fucking why? believe that. Why? 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 why, why How is that possible? They both play really well. It's one okay. week. It's one week. Who cares? It's yeah. the one and only week Zach Wilson will ever win. The well, I mean, for the New York crowd, we got to talk. We got to talk about um, it because, listen, I was. I said before, New we're York always going to be on late night. We were on yeah. primetime last night. How about that? Yeah. Made it to that. the primetime. Yeah. Oh, how about that? I just wanted to see. All about the Giants, too. It, it was the one show we did, not, not all about the Giants, which is really funny. Right? And I was like, oh, the one show we did. How about that? We talked about the Giants for an hour, and now we're put on Giants? primetime. Oh, interesting. I see how that is. Yeah. Although I do I do like the Giants. I hate the Jets, but I like the Giants. So yeah. Giants uniforms brought back all those men. How about that? You know, the, the Giants on the helmet, those the throwbacks best. are so good. I don't even know why they would ever go back to not that. I don't know. Like Phil Sims. That. I just I see that and I go, oh, Phil Sims. Okay. <laughs> First thing I think of. And um I think of Mark Bavaro. That too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yep. guy with them shoulder pads. Like he's a mountain of a man. LT. Yeah. Bavaro, LT. Oh, yeah. Gary Carson, Carson. Jumbo yeah. Elliott. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Those, those were all my, those are the, I was a Giants fan because, you know, my uncle took me to Giants training camp every summer. Yeah. So first time I ever saw the size of a football player, I was like, what the, you're a human? <laughs> it's like, how are you a human being? All right. Uh, some, NF, some NBA games. We'll get to some games quickly yep. here. Uh, Philly's on the road at Detroit, 20 consecutive losses for the Pistons. <laughs> Detroit basketball. 20 straight. They're losing again. They're double-digit home home dogs at I know to I Philadelphia. Know. This is a stop sign, though. Like seriously, I I, I don't want to lay twelve. I can't. I don't want. I don't want to take. I don't want 12. to. But you can't take twelve. I mean, the the, the ah. Pistons are dead. They listen. I you lost every to... bet you made yesterday except one. Today's a good day for us to just kind of oh, yeah. talk about the games and go. I ain't making no bets. Well, I am. I'll be betting the Creighton game. <laughs> so I got to load up the account. I got, I can't get the money. I got to go to another book. I got to find out how to Ugh. get this account active again. I'm so pissed off right now. We'll oh, no. find out. We got to, we got it. two hours or something right. before I got to right. get the book, get the account active, get home, get the kid, make sure she's good, and then get to the uh, joint dollar loan center. That's Houston's laying seven against Memphis. They've won three games in a row, but does this seem heavy to bet? Of course, the Rockets on the road. Terrible. They are terrible, but the Rockets aren't exactly world beaters to be laying seven on the road. I don't want anything to do with this. This is, again, a stop sign. 12 on the road. We're good. Seven. Houston. What? Yeah. Who are they playing? Memphis. Ooh. You're right. (laughs) I'm good. Like, this is hard. Bet the dog. No, don't. No, let it go. Lakers are laying two and a half on the road. These are real road favorites tonight against right? the Spurs. 
LeBron's out, right? There's no way this line's two and a half with LeBron playing. Be. LeBron, if LeBron plays, his number's going to spike, right? See San Antonio's last 20 games? They're horrible. They're I think they're three and 17. Yeah. And even worse. Two and a half? Yeah. I figured LeBron, AD, everybody ain't playing. Two and a half? They all played last night. I so, know. Which back means to they're back. not playing tonight. I don't know. Man. I, it, it's, that's, Finally, Nets are at the Suns. How are the Suns only two-point favorites? Who's not playing not. for Phoenix? They're not. What's it now? They refresh. Five. Woo! So everyone's playing. Yeah, they're all playing. Move came in on that. Who uh, wants to bet the NBA pregame? Right. With this chaos. Yeah. It's hard. Who's in? Who's out? Right. In, out, at. It, it's not fun. Hockey. Your Pittsburgh Penguins are on the road at Montreal. Blue. Blanc and Rouge. You were speaking Italian yesterday. That's my only French. Okay. That and parlez-vous français. Mm -hmm. Which is no. Pittsburgh road favorites. Yes. Under. is my. I I prefer under in this game. Got a couple goals on a power play, I think, against Mm -hmm. uh, Arizona, right? Last game. Mm -hmm. Penguins did. Mm -hmm. This is a bit extra, though. Scored a, but it was last night. They scored. It was I know. Two, two, it was two, two after one. For back to back with the travel. First game in thirteen games, they scored a power play right. goal. Penguins last night. Yeah, I know. The no. Studio crew I was going know. crazy. They were like, "Ooh, here we go." It's tough. Yeah. Uh this Chris is one of the accent, but he, he tweeted something about it was a Christmas miracle came early. On the, the power play. Power play. <laughs> Bruins are on the road as a dog. This is rare. How about this? Mm. You got a chance to take plus money on the huh. Bruins. Oh, B's and C's today. No C. No C. Yeah. No C. Tomorrow. They play Boston, plays tomorrow against Cleveland. At home again? How weird is that? Yeah, back to back. Yep. Play at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same team. Same team. They've been doing that. That's to to cut the travel down. I don't like it. (laughs) Penguins scored on a power play. That's the biggest sports story today. Thank you, Addison. Stunning. <laughs> I don't know. Bruins Bruins seem to be Bruins right? losing tonight, right? Bruins losing tonight. I don't know. This is a trick. This is a, this is everybody's gonna bet the Bruins. Okay. Plus money. How do they lose, P They lose. They can lose. I'm just saying, come on. I'm not sure I'd be laying juice against the Bruins. I on the money line. It's a there's not much future in that, but there might be a winner in that tonight. I bet the over. Over six? Yep. That's the side yeah. as far as the total. Yeah. They put the over. Gonna push out. Ask, we gotta ask our hockey pucks that are in the chat. Throw one one more poll up there. Devils or Bruins win the game tonight. Mm-hmm. Some people will actually vote the devils just to spite you. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh JC from Casey had a question. We're taking a, a question from the audience right now. Do you not See the blue in the Montreal uniforms? Are you are you good with the blue in the Montreal? You know there's blue in there, right? Hold on. Um, the chat's doing something funky for me. Am I frozen? Oh, no, you're good. You look great. Oh. Something actually just cleared up. You look perfect. Hmm. Chat is... Yeah. I don't know why that's doing that. That's interesting. Chat's... I can't see the poll. Can you see the okay. poll? I, I did not see a poll, no. Okay, just, put it, just put it in the chat without the poll. Who wins the hockey game tonight? Boston, BOS, or NJ? 
I, you, think, you don't think we'll get many NJs? Oh, I say see. NJ. I want both teams to lose AOWN. <laughs> Fair. Okay, there we go. Now, now it's back. And so, so the, so the poll's not back up. No. Okay. Let me see if I can do this. The chat's too powerful. <laughs> Chat is pretty powerful. He's uh, right. Claire Chick is right. We're just doing straight. Who wins? Right, Bruins Devils. Who wins? Yeah, right. minus one twenty right now. Minus one twenty five. But it's doing yeah. that again. Oh, there we go. Okay, now it added. It there like, it is. Yeah, there it is. It Who like, wins, Bruins or Devils? I getting, cast my vote. <laughs> you know, quickly goes to becoming different. So uh, it's going to wow. be interesting to see what happens with that. And then finally, Winnipeg's at the Jets back to back for the Winnipeg's at, Winnipeg's the, Kings. at the Kings. They back are to back, the Jets. Back to back for the Jets. Yes. Kings. What's the debate here? Total? Under. Talbot against Hellebuck. Under. Mm-hmm. Unders. Good. I think you could bet Kings in regulation. Might even entertain. Oh, I hate that puck line. It's just a it's just a Winnipeg lost two one last night. They're gonna be salty. Back to back. Hellebuck's in net. They lost in San Jose. Mm-hmm. They arrive in LA. They're good. They're like it's nice outside. They're good. <laughs> They'll be fine. They're going to lose, but time for better to book. All right, I'm I'm a hundred percent turtling on this today. Creighton team total over eighty three and a half against UNLV. Number what one, is this line? Number one three point shooting team in college basketball for. Uh, point differential up against the uh, one of the worst three-point defensive teams in basketball, UNLV, for the arc, prime the arc. 13 is the spread. 149 is the It's weird because Kempom has this as 82-66. And so I thought we would see, that's a 16-point number. I thought we'd see this number go up. It went down from 13 and a half to 13. I thought they'd mimic uh, the, 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 the betting. Neutral. I thought they better it up. Building. It don't matter. Creighton's played in different buildings. They shot incredibly well in Nebraska. They shot incredibly well at OKC. They lost the last neutral game, but it was a back-to-back to Colorado State. And the game before that, they shot really well on Thanksgiving. The day on the 24th, 3rd and 24th. So, I mean, I guess you could say they against CSU, they shot poorly. So they're going to shoot poorly in here. They've played, they played here last year, not Dollar Loan Center, but they played in Vegas last year. First time in the building. There's people that'll bet it. Yeah, that, um, I'm not, that I'm not worried about. I'm I'm more I'm more concerned just if the, if the Jays just take their foot off the gas and don't get to 83 and a half. You you I mean they, they could just shoot poorly just because it's an off night and it happens first time in the building. You want to bet that? That's fine. But Rebels aren't scoring tonight, right? They're not scoring tonight. I mean, it's this it's is why lay it. I mean, the best uh-huh. bet on this game is minus. 13. I would agree. It's, it's, but it's heavy. And when I'm cold, I like laying 13 points when I'm cold. <laughs> Jays have scored a, the last two games away from home. They've scored a a, 106 against, uh, again, yeah. I guess I wasn't home. Sorry, at home against CMU. They scored 106 and they scored uh, 90, I think, Just against short Nebraska. of Nebraska. Yeah. 90 against Nebraska. Yeah. So on the road. Nebraska plays very wow. similarly to UNLV in terms of their inability to guard the three. 
Chris Brady just came in to chat and said the over has hit in five straight UNLV games this season yes, and in 10 of the Rebels' last 11. Well, that's tough because Rebels have only played six games this year, but okay. In December. <laughs> oh, well, that's last year's team, so it's okay, but that's last year's team. No, look, the Rebels do not play in defense, December, okay? Yeah. They do not play defense. And so Kevin Kruger's got a, got a tough gig here trying to rebuild this, this roster. And everyone thought that long Kruger's kid was going to, you know, lawn is here helping, but they've had some difficult time. They don't have any size. They have one kid who's six eleven who doesn't start. Mm. Cockbrenner's going to have a monster. You, you, I don't bet props, but Cockbrenner's going to be a pain in the ass tonight. Mm. Yeah. No one to stop him. His rolls to the basket are going to be really easy. So he'll, I think he'll have a big game. I think Alexander will play really well tonight. There's a lot of Jays fans that will make the trek because they love coming to Vegas. <laughs> You'll see a lot of blue in the building and no UNLV fans will be there tonight. They just really, yeah, just, just, it's a, it's a home, basically a home game for them. So their pep band will be there. You, I, I'm guessing they'll, they'll do find some, that Creighton hat that the kids brought me from. There you go. Right. I got to wear that Creighton hat. I think yeah, you, wear, you, you wear that. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's I got to be perfect fun. outfit picked down for this. I can't oh, wait. Oh no. Yeah, I do. Oh, I can't wait. <sighs> See what's fun. Is it we're representing ourselves tonight? So you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I just won in the building. I, I won't embarrass anybody. How about no, but you, you, I got you, the perfect outfit. Can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Hopefully I'm not going to the presser. I'm not, I'm oh, going to watch the oh. basketball game. Oh, I'm Bro, going. Was there a post game presser? I'm going to all that. Oh yeah. I'm going Are all you? Yes, I'm going. No, I'm going all of that. Oh yeah, this is. I get to go back in time tonight. I get to go. I I, I get to go and talk to all my media people. Uh, I might, maybe. I don't know. It depends how the game goes. Depends. How, depends. I mean, I don't know how many oh, media. Man, There'll probably be good. six media members there tonight. Maybe. Yeah, six. Probably. There'll be two there. There'll I'll go two. under the. There'll be two guys there, beat writers for the Creighton basketball team. Right. One TV guy from Omaha that will be sent. Okay. And I probably, think our friend Adam Hill will be there most likely. Cause I mean, it's a top 10 team playing in the playing. I mean, right. it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, if you're a UNLV, if you're a Vegas based college basketball, college football sports writer, yes, hundred percent. You should be there tonight. It's good. I mean, it's gonna be good. It's on TV. It's on CBS sports network. In case you guys are wondering 9 PM Eastern start. So wear a BVB hat. I should probably wear a BVB hat. Probably should. Yeah. That would probably be smart. Good idea. JC from KC. Forget the hell great hat. I'll yeah. wear the BVB hat. Fair. Yeah. And then you can Good get on, idea. you know, put it on TV and go ahead and have some fun. So that, that, and then finally I'm going back to the well with first period under Winnipeg. I say book it with the Creighton team total. Over. Okay. I mean, your, your picks suck and true ice cold. So thank you. Good. We're probably going to book a couple of these. We'll two now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kings total. I like this one though. I like this one. Mm -hmm. Going back. Yeah. It's Hellebuck. It's, under. This it's is, not Brassois. This is Hellebuck. Hellbuck, it's Hellbuck against Talbot. So you have two really good, two really good goaltenders. And it's an 11 and two trend. It's an 11 and one trend. It's an 11 and two trend now for Winnipeg. <laughs> what does the, the coach period. call you? Does he call you Matt? Matt. Matthew? Matt. Matthew. Okay. Yeah. I just call him coach. Coach Mac? I say, I just call him Coach Mac or coach. They asked in the chat. Oh. Yeah. But you, you'll meet, you'll see all Mike. And it's, it's, it's be funny for you, depending who's there for, for us. I, I don't. I thought the game might be on Fox Sports One, and then you'd get all the real Omaha people. Nick Ba would be here, and people like that. But it's it's on CBS Sports Network, so I'm not sure who's doing the game. Oh, um, for, okay. for, CBS, for CBS Sports Network, but 
nice. You'll see Rob Anderson, who's the longtime SID for the Creighton Blue Jays. And you'll see John Bishop, who's been on our show, the voice of the Jays radio. Oh, okay. You'll see Bishop. He'll be there. Oh, good. We, we okay. had him on. Um, I forget the guy who does UNLV basketball. I forget his name. Hmm, I, I forget know. his name, but um, he's he's coming on. He, he'll be there. So we can talk to him about that too. So it'll be, it'll be good stuff with that. Uh, I think we just have one super chat question. Uh, Chef, Bar- Chef Benny has a question. He's going a parlay that's plus 125. First period under two and a half Winnipeg and the Kings. First period under two and a half Pittsburgh, Montreal. And under two and a half Buffalo and Colorado. All under two and a half, all totals under. Yeah. Someone's asking Gary, why don't I bet college basketball props? Because I don't bet props all that often. And nobody in Vegas is college basketball props really that I know of. Not on the regular. Yeah. It's not a consistent no. thing here in town. I mean, you guys can find it like at DraftKings, and sometimes FanDuel non Vegas FanDuel has it, but yeah. boy does not boy doesn't put it up. Here in Vegas, so sometimes you got to find them on the menu. There's sliders on that that Boyd menu, right? There's stuff in there that you don't see. Oh, okay. I just discovered that. Oh, I just don't really look. I mean, it's never really. I don't like betting pro props, college props oh, are even more, are even so more much mo- work. They're oh. even more volatile. And I know people find edges and people do really well with it. It's just not really. I don't. I just don't bet it. So no. Wow, Sharpie knows who Rob Anderson is. How about that? That's amazing. Sharpie. Wow. Roll Jays. Look at that. Roll Jays coming in here. We got a roll Jays, Dave. Well, I didn't think we're going to see a roll Jays in the chat. That's a first Omaha people showing up tonight. Let's go. Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh yeah. This is me. You're walking back into my life 15 years ago. This is tremendous. I would leave, I would do my it's pregame show. It's an intimate show. building. Oh, like intimate. It's gonna be- We're going to be able to hear each other talk across the intimate. No one's going to fucking be there. What do you mean? It's going to be, no? No, no one's going to be there. Because uh, who from the brigade was texting me there at the Nevada game? Um, Gorov. Gorov was at Gorov was, was at the Nevada game sending me pictures. Going, are you here? And I was like, you would know if I was there. There was nobody there. I mean, there was nobody. It was unbelievable for the Drake in Nevada game, which I would have gone to if everything didn't happen the way that it went down with the shooting at UNLV. I would have gone to that game. Right. But it was just, it was just too much going on and too, too much, much going chaos. On. And too was much a, going on. Not, but I would, I, I missed Drake in Vegas, which pissed me off. I didn't even bet that game. I missed Drake and I missed D rock and I missed Tucker in person and everything else. I wanted to see them because those guys, those Des Moines kids don't come here very often. So I was right. pissed. So I wasn't going to miss Creighton. That was must tonight i'm jacked i'm super excited to go to this game i i, I can't I, wait i'm, I'm so excited sports grid yeah I'm, I'm getting out of here and then we're we're getting ready and like i said i go to a college basketball game it's the first one of the season for me yeah me too oh yeah it's gonna be fun uh favorite thing about today is what we're going to the college basketball game. that's <laughs> that's um that's one of them that's right uh the other one is that didn't do Sports Grid yesterday, and they re-aired the show. Again, you guys can go find our show at Boston versus the book on the YouTube. Watch it. Watch the chat. It's fun. I, I was watching it last night because I miss stuff like while we're doing the show and stuff, and I apologize if I do. But like on Roll Call Friday, we take the time and give everybody a, a, a specific goal or mission, and we, we call it out. Mm-hmm. But – I was I, I went for that sleep test last night and the kid 
wire me up. He's putting this mask on. You got to try this on. You got to get this set. And he's like, I'm going to turn a light off. All you got to do is go to sleep. I said, okay. He's like, you can watch stuff on your phone if you like. And I said, yeah, I was, this is what I was watching. And he's like, oh, that's your show. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I watched it before. It's pretty good. And I was like, cool. And he goes, I'm not into betting, though, but I like the banter back and forth. And I said, that's awesome. I said, why don't you watch it while I'm sleeping? Like, I mean, you're going to be up all night. You can put it on. And he's like, all right, well, I'll see. You know, I got to I got to do some. I mean, I got to monitor you right. and other people that are there. But I said, well, cool. Thanks. So. It was another reminder that, like, you really don't know who's watching. You don't know who's listening. You don't know where, how, whatever. But a kid who is from Fairbanks, Alaska, I believe, lives here. Mm. He's flying home for two weeks Mm. with a girlfriend. Oh, boy. To Alaska. Oh. She's only been there in the summer. So this is going to be a different type of trip. But he don't bet. And he watches the show. And I said, thank you. Tell someone else they may like it. So my two favorite things about today. I'll leave the Linda thing for tomorrow. Okay. Saw that email. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Good idea. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll definitely figure out something to do with that for sure. On Roll Call Friday. Well, you know what? Do it on Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do it on Roll Call Friday. That's when I would do that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I obviously my favorite thing about today is I get to go back in time and and see a lot of people that I haven't seen for a long time to I've made jokes before. I have people from Huntsville that I still stay very close with, but I have two pictures on my wall in my house. One is of the rocket in Huntsville and the other is of downtown Omaha. I've worked in a bunch of places and this is not on the wall on the wall going up the stairs. Yeah. Okay. That's Omaha. That's, that's, that's right. That's, okay. that's Huntsville yeah. and Omaha. I'm not saying this to, to, to knock Charlottesville or to knock Des Moines or Houston or Manchester, New Hampshire or Boston or wherever places I've lived. But the two most important cities that I've spent the most time in that changed or helped to create who I've become as a broadcaster and a person is Huntsville and Omaha. And I've gone back to Omaha a couple of times since I left. I have not gone back to Huntsville since I've left, but I, this is Omaha is a really special place to me. And the people, uh, people always say, well, why do you care? Omaha, Nebraska, it's a really special place for me because of the people of Omaha. And whenever I get a chance to meet, see, talk, be a part of it, I run and walk, I run to the opportunity. So uh, this is going to be a lot of fun tonight. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and seeing hopefully a good game and hopefully the Jays score 90. Just 84. 84 is fine. It's like, it's score nine. over 83 and a half. Yeah, score yeah. nine. You know, the guys and, in the chat actually are getting making plans to be uh at the circuit, looks like on the 24th or 23rd of uh watching games together. This is a, another little favorite thing about today is these little conversations that have morphed off December 23rd. Yeah, oh, next wow. week they're coming to Vegas. Oh, uh, cool. Joe Thomasek said, uh, where's the best place to go watch a game? We'll get to that tomorrow, Joe. Okay, come back tomorrow. We'll maybe talk about if you're coming, like where to go watch a game. But if I'm out and about, I'd love to meet them. Uh, sure. Looks like Joe Thomasek and uh, the Juice said he's going to be here. Um, this is great. We get, get get a couple people together and just say hello. 
Good stuff. Uh, right before the holidays. Full recap tomorrow. We'll hit you with what happened last night, tonight, or tomorrow for the show. We'll recap it on a Thursday BVB. Thanks to Fitzy of WEI and Dalton Johnson of NBC Sports Bay Area. Great stuff out of both of them. Missed any part of those interviews. Go back and watch it or listen to it on the audio portion podcast. Matt yes. and Dave back tomorrow for BBB.